podcast? I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. Welcome um, podcast to the podcast no. podcast. No. What if we started a podcast podcast where all we do is like, t- you tell me about a new podcast and I'm like, wow, that sounds cool. And then I don't listen I to podcasts, so I don't listen so to. so many recommendations. I listen to podcasts all day. It's like, I swear to God, I thought about this the other day when I was at work. Um, oh, the intro plays now. <laughs> <laughs> what a random time to play it. Um, okay it might not have played then we'll see but we'll give ourselves options it could play now too when i it could it could play now who knows Ooh, you sure don't but when i was at work because if you're my boss, you this is uh, for legal reasons. This is a joke. I put my headphones on under my headset, <laughs> um, and I was thinking about. It, I was like, this is the equivalent to like having TV on in the background. Yeah, like you're listening to like mindless shit and like somewhat taking in the information, like keying in at really specific parts, but like otherwise just going about your day. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> god does it work (laughs) a terrible story to tell you just because it's on my desk so i i love these sunflower seeds okay taco seasoning on them taco supreme gotcha but it doesn't really taste like a taco it's just spicy sunflower seeds and like the coatings on the shell part so like while you're cracking the shell it's really spicy and then you just eat the plain sunflower seed um Mm -hmm. and i just have like a can on my desk to put it in ew I know, it's bad, but I don't want to, like, put it in a cup and then have to wash all the spit out the cup. No, yeah, I just hate spit. Yeah. It's gross, but they're so yummy. Um, <laughs> and Adam almost took a sip <laughs> out of the can. <laughs> there was a very scary moment of, like, don't move. <laughs> that was a real gag. That wasn't no, I'm even... sure. Because that, <laughs> no. Anyway, that's my really bad story to tell you. I would have. I felt like it was a good way to like get us in the podcast mindset. <laughs> it's to terrify us. No. We gotta okay. be on our toes for all the spooky stuff we're gonna talk about. No, my story's a doozy. Uh, um, mine's kind of all over the place actually too. But no, we have. It's pretty deep. We have some good ones today, I think. I contemplated for a second breaking the podcast, though. I What does that I got, mean? I got this close, and I still might do it, depending on how people react to this story. I got this close to doing a two-parter. Oh. Because the notes just kept getting longer. I kind of have something like that today, too, where it was like, I stopped talking about something and just kind of summarize mm-hmm. it real quick, but I'm like, definitely want to come back to this topic, because it was wild the more I read no yeah i got this close and i was in my head i was thinking about like how would i do that like would i simply skip my ghost one and just do a two-part true crime or would i break the pattern would i have to wait until my next true crime to finish the story so i decided against that would drive me crazy if i was listening and had to wait like almost a full month later for the second part so i think we would just like you would skip whatever the next week was supposed to be. Like, if you had a true mm-hmm. crime ghost conspiracy, just do true crime, true crime conspiracy. Yeah. I was like, otherwise, I break 
the pattern. Yeah, and like, then I we'll like do start true, doing the true same crime, thing. True crime, every ghost week. conspiracy. Yeah. We both eventually have a true crime our cycles the- sync up. <laughs> Who's the alpha? <laughs> Me. No, when I was on a sports team, not gonna clarify which one in high school. <laughs> also, not gonna clarify which high school because we we were good. Um, it was just all of our cycles synced up that was the whole point it was so dangerous <laughs> it was so dangerous no, that sounds wild no it was absolutely terrible and at first we didn't realize it was happening because you know they joke like your your cycle syncs up with the people you're around the most and i was with these girls five days a week three hours a day after school and then 8 a.m to 8 p.m on weekends like and at first we didn't even realize it was happening <laughs> it was like do you no. have a tampon no i'm on my period of course i it's like <laughs> it was very bad Terrible. Oh, that's, dude, I've thought about that before, though. I'm like, what do cheerleaders do, like, when, like, you just have to cancel practice that week, because, like, no. <laughs> you still go. I feel like and people's heads would get ripped off. everyone is mean. Yeah. Shark God, Tank for so real. Mean. Should we start? Uh, if you're ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm actually, I said I'm ready, switched tabs, realized I had never even opened Google. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, it's open, it's open. I'm debating on whether or not I want to tell you the title. Oh, no. Do I want to give you hints? Oh, no. It's a true crime. It's a true crime, and it's two-parter, maybe... It's real. It's a long story. It's really thorough. Um, happened in. I just wrote this down. 2014? 2014. 2014. Not in the United States. Very famous though. Very 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 famous. Was it the? Uh, oh my god! I don't know her name, but the girl in Japan who like all the guys were. No, I'm afraid to cover that case. Me too. I, I it, can't. It irks me in so many ways. It hurts my stomach. For those of you who do not know what we're talking about, we are talking about her name is Junko. I, yeah, I, I feel so bad because I can never remember anybody's name. And I'm like, just describing Ritsua. these stories. Um, no, she was, her, no, her story is really bad. She lives, though. Yeah. Which is the only good part, but at what cost? Um, yeah. But that's, that, that, I believe it's one of those cases where that's not her real name because she was a minor. Oh, yeah. That's true that they, they change it. Or it might have been a different one. Anyway, uh, no, it's not her. Because I'm deeply afraid. Okay, not where, not it's, in the U.S., you said. Now you've dabbled in this, like, genre of true crime, but, like, for a while there, I was the only one covering this type of true crime. Like a missing person? Okay. Yeah. I'm so bad. I, I don't know any missing people. Okay. Which I feel bad about. <laughs> The Lost Girls of Panama? No, I don't know what this is, and that sounds really? like a book title, and I'm so scared. Oh, this one's... I would... Because ex- this one is one of those cases where it's, like, it's not gory. It's not, like, overly horrendous. It's just weird. Like, there oh. are whole Reddits dedicated to, like, trying to figure this out. Oh, no. And, like, no one can hit every note just right. And it sounds really obvious, but I promise it's not. Okay. So, I didn't look up my pronunciation guide again. (laughs) And all of these words are in a different language. 
Do your best. Put a disclaimer down. Do your best. I am so sorry. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna get on twenty minutes before Emily and do it, and instead I ate nachos. And you know what? I'm so sorry. I'll insert them in after, right here, if I said any wrong. Yeah, we both had f- like <laughs> like ate right before, and then it 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 made us late. We like got in line to eat sandwiches. And then, mm. or, like, get sandwiches from McAllister's. And we stood there for, like, ten minutes. And the line had not moved at all. So we had to what go somewhere fuck? else to eat dinner. Hold on. I'm looking up a pronunciation for one person, though. Okay. Take your time. Okay. That's how I thought it was said. Okay. Um, I just didn't want to fuck up her name. Yeah. Because it's her name. So it's actually two girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's Chris Kremers. Okay. And Lasan, it's not Lisan, it's not Lisa Ann, it's Lasan Froon. Okay. Um, they're two young ladies. So these two young women, Chris is 21, Lasan 22. I have to double check that. Because if I just gave a very loud cap, <laughs> I just need a YouTuber to say it. Oh my god, there's a video ad. My birth control alarm's going off. There's a an ad for medication on my YouTube. That should be illegal. Children are on this site. Right. Another ad. Fenty though. I respect Rihanna. (laughs) She says Lee San. Okay, there's a Reddit called Everyone's Pronouncing Her Name Wrong. I'm not a native Dutch speaker, but I do know some Dutch. So I haven't so far seen a documentary that got the pronunciation of her name right. Froon sounds more like... Okay. Also, you're supposed to read the last E in... Lisan. Use this link. Okay, I clicked it. Okay, I clicked it. Chris Kramers and Lisana Froon. Okay. Okay, that's what we're going with. I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> the, the. Okay. Lisana. Okay. So, they both grew up in the Netherlands. They're Dutch. That's why every all of these names are really difficult because they're Dutch and this happens in Panama. Okay. Like, goes hard. Um, but they're, like, in the prime of their life. Okay. okay. Like, Chris, open, like, creative, responsible. Like, Let's go. Her whole thing is that she's studying, like, cultural, social education and art education. Um, she's the outgoing one. So she's, like, strawberry blonde, blue eyes, amateur actress, like, vibes. Let's go. I like it. I have to check the print. Okay. <laughs> Lasana Froon. Okay. Had to listen to it again. Lasana is described as an aspiring, optimistic, intelligent, passionate. Also, she was a volleyball player. Um, she grad- she had just graduated with a degree in applied psychology. Uh, she's also six feet tall. Like, Whoa. incredibly athletic. Um, she's also blonde, but, like, hers is not, like, strawberry. It's a little darker. But she was a volleyball... Sc- star and had dabbled in some other extreme sports so skydiving and mountain climbing like 
Okay. She's also a budding amateur photographer. Super cool. So these two separate individuals, go. they go to different schools, they graduate from different schools. They meet each other because they are working part-time at the same cafe, um, Dutch name, in den Klanenhap. Okay. Hap. <laughs> um, if you speak Dutch, roast me. Okay. <laughs> but they met while working part-time, they're fast friends, decide to live together, and they're also like... Just you know, same uh, like they both want to do like concert or not conservation, but like sociology, social work kind of things. Um, so and like she's a psych major and one of them's a cultural studies major. Like they mm-hmm. get they get on. Um, yeah. And these two girls decide that together they want to do socio political work in a different country they essentially are doing social work Mm -hmm. is what all the articles said um other articles described it more as like art education either way they plan and save up money for six months this massive six-week vacation to panama okay they wanted to learn spanish and do something significant for the locals so they decided that they were going to volunteer at a local children's school. Um, and this was also a trip to celebrate... Had to hear it again. Lasana's graduation. <laughs> I keep gaslighting myself into not... Lasana. Okay. So essentially it's part vacation and part service trip. Okay. So like hiking and touring, but also volunteering with the kids teaching them arts and crafts learning a little spanish along the way these girls had goals mm-hmm. that's a okay. that's a good trip and that's all the background information you get well <laughs> remember how i said this was a long episode and that's not i was ready about to, i was about to know everything about these people no <laughs> oh no so they arrive in panama march 15th 2014 mm-hmm so they're hiking around the Panamanian jungle for about two full weeks. It's like this backpacking trip kind of. Super they tour cool. they tour the country for two weeks, like as the vacation part, and then they settle in the town that they're gonna work in. Okay. Um I have to look this up too. <laughs> because it's the name of the town. Pronunci oh, yeah, Panama pronunciation. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I was right. It's spelled like bouquet. It's like weird looking. So it's this town, um, bouquet, Chiriqui. Gotta look that up too. Okay. 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 Give me the slow version, Siri. In Chiriqui. Um, I'll send you how some of these words look. I promise they're not that obvious. <laughs> so they arrived at bouquet Chiriqui on March 29th. So that's, they, if you remember, they arrived in Panama on the 15th. Now it's the 29th. Okay. They are going to be living with a local family for the rest of their time here and volunteering with children for four weeks. Yeah. Because two weeks were hiking. Yes. So they're volunteer social workers, but somewhere along the way, there's some miscommunication. Okay. So they arrive in town, but apparently they are a full week early for the program oh so the administrators were just not ready for them 
Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, the program director was like super rude about it too. The quote is not at all friendly, directly from Chris's diary. Um, this was also planned months in advance, so it's kind of odd. Yeah, the other quote. Sorry, go. They seem so organized. It's like weird that they're a week off and nobody caught it. So the other quote is quote there was not yet a place or work for us so that we could so we could not start the school thought it was odd since it was all planned out months ago tomorrow they will try to get a hold of the head teacher this was a real disappointment mm-hmm. so there isn't a place for them they can't start working and now they essentially have like another full week of this vacation yeah so it, this they're in this small Boquette is like a small mountain town mm-hmm. um, in Panama. It's the westernmost province of Chiriqui, about 37 miles from the border with Costa Rica. If that, like, I don't know if you're a geography gal. Ah, it helps a little. <laughs> in, the gre- in Panama's Green Mountain Highlands. Um, so it's, why did I put all this information in here? It's 3,900 feet above sea level. You, you really wanted us to know everything. It attracts tourists and retirees from all over the world. Was I high when I wrote this? <laughs> like, I'm not selling a vacation. Um, <laughs> you were really taking everything Wikipedia had and just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Vital okay, information. So, <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm breezing through this. This story goes, it gets weird. Okay. 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 I'm so scared. Two days later. Okay. They found a place to stay? Yeah, they they were still able to stay with their host family. Oh, okay. It was just their jobs haven't started Okay, okay. I understand. April 1st. Around 11 a.m. Some sources said 10. I mean, I'm going to get my birth control. Everything is going wrong for me. (laughs) I didn't look up the pronunciation. (laughs) Um, I saw a TikTok, side note, I sent it to, like, everyone, I think I sent it to you, too, of the guy, or she was, like, I never thought my ex could settle any lower, like, blah, blah, and she, she, like, moves her head out of the way, and his new girlfriend is Casey fucking Anthony. <laughs> the way my jaw immediately dropped. Anyway. That's your so funny. your ex is dating Casey Anthony. So, okay. I'm gonna try and slow down. Really set the tone. Oh, no. So, it's the El Pianista Trail. Not far from Boquet. Boquet. I listened to the pronunciation <laughs> again. Boquet. It's good weather, mid-morning. Mm-hmm. So, their plan is, this Pianista Trail is, like, really, 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 really famous. Um, Like, it's, like, a huge tourist attraction, and it's called that because it looked like the way I looked up a pronunciation for pianista, and it's a guy in Spanish going pianista, pianista. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, regardless, the summit it it doesn't take long to reach mm-hmm. the summit of this trail, and they planned to to hike this summit. It's around eight kilometers from the city. There also might have been a dog. Um, the owners of the 
Il Pianista restaurant might have had a dog that followed the girls. This isn't confirmed. Um, it's also some sort. So a lot of sources cite the dog as like a, a defining factor. Some people say it was the host family's dog that they took with them. Some say it was the owners of this restaurant. Either way, the dog's name is Blue. I thought it was okay. very pertinent. And it most likely got mixed up because the dog probably went with them but did not stay with them. Like it followed and then came back. Yeah, wandered off for a little while. Right. So the the pianista footpath or trail or which by the way means piano player because the climbs are like a series of ladder like steps that are kind oh. of like a keyboard. That's cool. So it goes straight up from the town to the Continental Divide. Okay. So it's about 6,000 feet. It's the so the Continental Divide's the top of the trail and it marks the point where the two regional like water sources like they change course. So a mass rivers comes down from the rainforest, goes into the Pacific, other deal, but into the Caribbean, like it's a whole deal. Mm-hmm. And it's really like I mean it's called the Continental Divide pretty pretty big what a title um Mm -hmm. and this is a very rainy area our story takes place in the dry season but the rain is like pretty fucking intense here Mm -hmm. which is like an important characteristic of these trails okay so they wrote on facebook that they intended to like walk around the town um and like tour the village have a fun day they were also seen that morning having brunch with uh, two young dutch men who were also touring in panama um the a taxi dropped them off at the start of the trail and according to the driver 11 a.m ish mid-afternoon they dress in light clothing Lasana. I'm gonna... I can't stop. So, Lasana has her backpack with her. Mm-hmm. So, it should take a reasonable person. Re- able-bodied. Around two and a half hours to reach the summit. Mm-hmm. So, about five or six hours round trip. The trail is really rugged, really steep. Specifically during the wet seasons. Even, like, the indigenous tribes of the area kind of wary uh but the trail like the pianista trail is it's like the tourist trap it's the other trails in the area is when you have to start being real wary there's also like a steep river gorge Mm -hmm. it's like 700 feet deep it has to be crossed using cable bridges oh man regardless the girls reach the summit at around 1 p.m very nice they are never seen again. Not very nice. Yeah. So, like, they had service out there to, like, say they reached the summit. How do people know they reached the summit? Oh, we'll get to it. Oh, no. Oh, we'll get to it. There are people who have dedicated their entire career to rebuilding these girls last day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Be just trying to figure, like, it's very Maura Murray, like, what happened. Um. So... They did look up the trail on their computer before leaving. The genuine, the the general consensus, because no one truly knows, the general consensus is that they decided to keep going. 
Oh. So you reach the summit and there you can see the dirt path that continues on. Now there is a sign that says do not like tourists do not pass essentially mm-hmm. because that leads straight down into the fucking jungle. Like cold, hard as blatantly jungly as it could be jungle. Like even the indigenous tribes of the area are not really confident in being out there alone when people hike this path they pack enough food to last for multiple days waterproof tents like oh my gosh beyond the pianista is like really really dangerous area um it's really weird though most tourists just turn around and walk back the way they came oh because they they might have misunderstood it as like a way back maybe but they either way they did not come back down the pianista they most likely continued on into the jungle from the summit because you can see another path through the woods from the summit but it's like a super steep drop off to get to it um regardless by the mid-afternoon they had left the pianista and crossed over to the other side of the divide maybe by accident okay yeah, so these trails not maintained by any of the park rangers either because there is a um, a national park for, like, the active volcano. It's Aboru, I think it's called. Um, but, like, they maintain these trails to keep them hikeable for tourists and all of this. The, to be a tour guide in at least what they implied in some of these sources was, like, there's governmental tour guides mm-hmm. who are, like, certified to give these tours. But this trail, that trail past that, not maintained by any rangers not meant for tourists they're those are meant for the people who live within the forest Mm -hmm. so they reach the summit they're never seen again those are the things we know factually Mm -hmm. (sighs) strap in so (laughs) lots of different versions of how people realize they were missing the most popular one is that the dog came home alone and the owners who had sent the dog with them were like oh where are the girls who are staying with us yeah um the dog is different depending on sources so either way that that story is a pretty popular one the dog comes home without the girls and the family gets worried Um, in one version of the story the host family also searches around their home for a little bit can't find them like in the town um but they waited until the following morning to alert the authorities because like they didn't truly know if something was wrong yet but yeah and you've like just met them and like oh maybe they stayed out met somebody right and the next morning they they also stood up a tour guide that was the thing. What do you so, mean? So, like, they didn't show up for their tour. Oh, okay. So, Lasana's parents stopped getting text messages, which, like, both of them have been sending pretty regularly to their parents, but her parents stopped getting them. Um, and then the next day, April 2nd, they missed an appointment they had set up with a local tour guide. They had scheduled a private walking tour of the town and missed it. Mm-hmm. So this is when their host family calls the police. Okay. They become missing people on April 3rd. Okay. 
So there's helicopters, there's dogs, they had locals to help, but like literally nothing came of it. Um, it, I get a little into it later, but like these jungles are like super dense Mm -hmm. and like even locals have trouble maneuvering through them. So like it's a needle in a haystack. Yeah. They and they had no idea where to start looking because they should have turned back around. Yeah, the path doesn't go anywhere. So April sixth, both of their parents fly into Panama along with the police. Oh Dog units, gosh. detectives, all of that stuff comes from the Netherlands. And there's another full scale search of the forest for ten full days. Oof. So they no like the dutch went hard dutch detectives they brought specialized search and rescue teams sniffer dogs like anything you would think you needed for an investigation came Mm -hmm. and then the parents also like offered a huge reward that led to any info on the whereabouts um for thirty thousand dollars oh my gosh yeah so i think this is also a good time to note that there is this article from the Daily Beast. Most people cite it, but it's really long and really dense. Mm-hmm. And it's a phenomenal overview of the case. Like, it, I mean, I barely, like, no, it's like a, it's a few hour read. It's really long. Because the Daily Beast was given secretly leaked copies of all the case files. Whoa. So they had autopsy reports, data from the electronics, DNA analysis, maps used in the search, and Chris's diary. Yo. They, they had everything. No independ- independent media source had any access to any of this at the time of publication, published in 2016, edited in 2018. Jeez. But when this, art, when this media company gets all this information, they call in slews of experts so photography wilderness medicine um a famous forensic anthropologist and they themselves go and hike the trail and talk to anyone in panama that they can which is why this article is so dense it's not just retelling the facts that most media outlets already know like there's some of that Mm -hmm. but it's a first-hand analysis interviews very good read would recommend it um I had to, like, physically take myself away from reading it. Cool. So, the rest of the story. Ten weeks later. They do not find these girls. Yeah, I know. I figured that, but... Ten weeks later. June 14th. That's Adam's birthday. (gasps) No, it's not. Ew! Yucky. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, two local women turn in a blue backpack. Where'd you get that? What's that for? It was in a rice paddy near their village. Which was about an eight-hour walk from the girl's last known location. And also in a very remote area that would have been very, very difficult to get to on foot. Um... It It was also noted that it was 12-hour walk away from the Continental Divide. What? Inside were two pairs of sunglasses, about $83 in cash, 
Lasani's. Nope, that's not how you pronounce it. Lasana. Lasana. <laughs> I think of Lasana. like Lasana. Like Sana, you go in and it's hot. Sana. That's a good one. Okay. Lasana's passport. A water bottle. Two bras. Lasana's camera. And both of the women's phones in good condition. Huh. Her camera was also usable like didn't come down a river oh like able to turn on again (laughs) yeah like it wasn't even dead at first the police assumed that the bag had drifted down the river but everything inside was completely dry and completely undamaged yep like passports wouldn't that get messed up the bag also looked fine, despite weeks in the jungle. Or Ten river. weeks, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh no. $83 in cash. <laughs> oh yeah, so, the cash knot's messed up. That would, that would get wet. I was just trying to think like how you could show that it hadn't come out the river and then dried, but like, I feel like your passport would definitely look messed up after yeah. being in a river. Their phones are also working all working also like so the they had two different phones so the first one was an iphone and the second was a samsung galaxy both fine they were able to get information off of these phones Um, okay so it shows that just hours after their hike had started remember it takes two and a half to get to the summit Mm -hmm. they got to the summit just two, a few hours after their hike had started, they start dialing distress calls. So okay. the first was 112, which is the international emergency number used in the Netherlands. And okay. then 911, which is Panama. Oh, they... The, f- the first call was Chris's phone at 4.30. Then the Galaxy, Lasani's, Lasana's. Got it. A little, like a few minutes later. Neither call went through due to lack of reception, and no call after that went through either. On April 4th, Lasana's phone battery died and was never used again. It's three days after the hike. Chris's phone, meanwhile, didn't make any more calls, but we'd be intermittently turned on to look for reception. Between April 5th and April 11th, the phone was turned on multiple times, but the correct password was never put in again. Oh, so someone took it? On April 11th, the phone was turned on at 10.51 and was turned off for the last time at 11.56. Oh, for an hour? That's 10 days of being in the jungle. If this was them. But they didn't know the password. Some people theorize that that is because Lasana outlasted Chris, or Chris lasted outlasted Lasana. Oh, um, yeah. Because Chris is Chris had the iPhone. The iPhone is what lasted. So a lot of people theorize that Chris passed away in the jungle. And Lasana was trying to get into her phone. 
And like was trying to checking for reception. Make more distress calls. Yeah. Oh. You can make distress calls from the emergency button on the iPhone, though. Like I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe you're like you're panicked, so you don't see it. But I feel like most people know that like the emergency button is right. Can't you also do it without service? Well, that also might be a new feature, but yeah. I, anyway, to summarize, over the course of four days, when both phones were active, there was a total of seventy-seven attempts to call the police. Oh my god! I didn't realize it was that many. These calls became really important because it was able to outline the timing of being missing. Um, over all 77, one call made contact, but broke up after just two seconds. Oh, no. Could they get their location off of it or anything? No. Damn. I don't know how I mean, they, they didn't even know what they needed. <laughs> yeah, you get a random, like, two-second call, and you're like, that's weird. Someone probably butt-dialed us. Yeah. So... And- isn't it gross? Isn't it gross? Yeah, because you usually get, like, on those operator calls, it, like, goes to a robot voice first, and then, like, you're tuned in. And to, this like, is 2014. Like, this is less than 10 years ago. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. The first... Oh, also, I f- the camera. Mm-hmm. The first pictures were on April 1st. Standard tourist pictures. Mm-hmm. Both women laughing, smiling, bright sunny day, selfies. Mm-hmm. That's how we know they made it to the the summit, because they took a fucking selfie. That's what when I they was got gonna to the ask. Top. They took a selfie. They take more pictures. Um, there's a lot of pictures of Lasana, like because it's Lasana's camera with Chris walking ahead of her on the trail. So we get a lot of the back of Chris's head. Okay. Um. But we see that the girls apparently followed an indigenous trail near a creek or a stream bed heading downhill away from their destination they go away from the the summit after so we do know that on the camera and then there's chris's face on one of the shots showing anxiety around sunset 6 40 p.m the rainforest oh no so Image 508 is the last photo that of, like, the n- semi-normal group. Mm-hmm. There's also two, like, there's a lot of weird details with this camera. Um, it's a Canon camera. It's, okay, so I'm about to explain a bunch of, a lot of techie weird stuff. Okay. But... So, there are two weird versions of image 508. A lot of people leave this out because 509 is far more interesting. But 508, one shows in the metadata that it was taken eight seconds after 507. Another photo, or but another version of the same photo states that the last photo of Chris looking backwards was taken 50 seconds before the photo. Like... The, the metadata doesn't make sense for image okay. 508 because there's the the timing is wrong could like, that be because it couldn't connect to like the internet or anything it didn't have internet wi-fi or gps okay so it like had its own internal stuff yeah so it, it's weird because there's like it's a 
it, it's a whole thing um there's no more daytime photos after that though the last it's a sh- it's a picture of chris crossing a stream is 508 so it like i said in one version of the metadata shows that it was taken eight seconds after the photo before it another said it was there's like a picture of chris looking backward taken 50 seconds weird thing but no more daytime photos after 508 so people think that this is when they were trying to find their way back and like started realizing the situation that they had gotten in lasana's camera also had um some other photos i would say you said 509 was interesting there are 90 flash photos that happened between 1 a.m and 4 a.m deep in the jungle in near complete darkness no a few of them suggest that they're near a river or a ravine some show a twig with plastic bags on top of a rock some photos were their belongings spread out on rocks so like plastic bags candy wrappers oddly piled dirt mounds a mirror another shows what looks like a backpack strap um another is the back of chris's head with what looks to be blood coming out of her temple oh no and out of every photo in this camera one image file is missing and this is image 509 it's significant because the last photo where they weren't in any trouble was 508 and 510 is the jungle floor in near complete darkness so this time period so like i said there's people who have made it their life's work to recreate what happened Mm -hmm. in the 10 days in the jungle because there's a lot of theories that one of the girls died first that there's some sussy stuff going on but every timeline has this gap in it Mm -hmm. and people theorize that that's where 509 fits in because there's this few hours that just like cannot really be placed yeah you have no idea so on this type of camera so there's auto reset and then there's continuous mode so an auto reset that would mean that if somebody had taken a picture and it became 509 and then i delete picture 509 the next picture i take will be 509 Mm -hmm. it'll fill in the space of the one i deleted if it was continuous the next image would default to 510 okay so i would have 508 510 the camera settings aren't public knowledge or aren't known um the default on this type of camera is continuous but the more probable the most probable thing is that it was deleted however so it would, like you would think like they took a weird picture she tried to delete it real quick maybe she was trying to distract herself like i don't know however even if you delete something from a camera there's like data that like gets stuck to it almost it doesn't fully delete truly like you can sometimes get remnants of at least metadata like find out when this deleted photo was taken maybe things like that however when dutch investigators plugged it into a computer 
it didn't exist. Interesting. It looked like somebody had deleted it using a computer is the only way that they could describe it. Like, every inch of this photo had been erased. And that's somehow. not, like, standard. And that's not standard. It I was have weird. to grab something really quick. Okay, go. I gotta grab my iPad charger. Minor, it's always my device is dying. Minor intermission. Do, 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 do. And we're back. Um, <laughs> so the family of these girls hired some private investigators because they thought that the local authorities weren't handling it to the best of their ability. Um, and Dutch investigators were almost certain that someone deleted 509 permanently for some reason. And it, their theory was that it was the help of, with the help of a computer. So do they think that, like, cops, like, the, the local police might have deleted it? Yeah, that's one theory. There are some pretty outlandish theories that someone kidnapped them in the jungle and had a laptop with them and, like, deleted it, and it's, like, a whole thing. What's most I likely... I was going to ask, like, if the next picture, 5010, is... Mm-hmm. You said it was the picture of the forest ground. I was like, that mm-hmm. almost seems like someone trying to figure out how to use the camera. Like, how to take their first so, picture. That's one theory is that it was someone trying to figure out how to use the camera. That's why their belongings are spread out all over the ground. Because they were going through it. Another theory is that they were trying to use it for light. Like, they that were I using also, the camera's flash to, like, kind of, like, figure out light where up they the, the, the Right, and that's why there's 90 of them. That is like, a lot of pictures. And it'd be weird. That's why, like, my first instinct would say, oh, that's, like, someone figuring out the camera. And, like, but why would they need to take all these 90 random pictures? Yeah of something like if you're if you're trying to kidnap people or or something you wouldn't be like let me take a picture to document the whole do, thing do, 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 do. right I, for my it, memory wall yeah like this would be great for an info instagram photo dump but people are crazy so like i, I don't know if i'm True. writing it off yet but but so but it but especially because this is between the normal daytime photos and the mysterious night photos it could be a very important picture those photos also happen almost a, like a full week apart april 1st april 8th um it's and also on all of the other pictures there was no other deleted pictures i was gonna ask that was like any other deletion no that was the only file that was missing from the whole camera like it it was just weird and it's also important to note that the memory card had a shit ton of space left like it wasn't like it was too full like they, they were deleting something to take another and the emergency calls also start around this time like coincidence maybe probably not okay yeah. so the calls start around 5010 or like 5 508 okay and continue. the last normal photos cuz the 508 happens around 6 p.m. ish so it's maybe getting later. E- getting dark yeah oh like sun's setting so they're They'd like starting been in to the go woods for about 8 hours Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Is it like um, a, a Blair Witch thing, you think, where like they just get turned around and like eight hours go by and they're like, we still can't find how to go back? I have a few theories. I haven't even told you the weird shit yet. Oh no. I thought the camera stuff. 
<laughs> it is pretty weird. I'll give you that, but it gets weirder. Um, but okay. there's a the Travel Channel did a special on this um, on their disappearance. The name is very tasteless. I'm sorry. It's called Lost in the Wild: Hike into Hell. Very tasteless. Very media. Very was 2015. Um, but the pre- the presenters showed in a very simple way that if Chris and Lasana had removed 509 manually any time before the first nighttime photo, it the camera would have never even known it was deleted because the next nighttime the next photo would have become 509. That's what should have happened if her camera was set into the default mode, which was continuous. Um and or yeah, continuous. And if it wasn't then the next photo should have been 510. There's absolutely, like, that missing photo is a problem. Yeah. Like, The why? fact that it shows up as, like, a missing photo. Exactly. I didn't know how to say that. But, like, the, next the photo fact should that we you... can tell that it was gone. It's just, like, corrupt file instead of yes. a fi- a, another 9 or a, a 10. Right. Because if it was... Because if it... Yeah. And there if should her camera be a blank was set... Space. And if her camera was set into the default mode, and remember, she's only an amateur photographer, if it was set on the default setting, there shouldn't have even been a skip. It should just be 8-9. It should just be 8-9. And But even, okay, so I see what you're saying. So, like, it sh- it's either is going to go 8-9 or 8-10, but there shouldn't yes. be a space anywhere. Like, yes. the, the fact that there's, like, a blank box is the yes. issue. Okay. Like, the fact that the picture is gone. But not really. It, and all of the metadata attached to it but like we still know it was there it was a whole thing that's so weird like a lot of people point at the panama authorities a lot of people think that this was because they've been blamed for a, a really poor initial search after the disappearance so some people theorized that there was something on that camera they didn't want people to see maybe another person Maybe a helicopter that they saw but didn't see them. Okay. Were like, the police so searching in between? The, the, was the search started by this time? Well, we don't know when 509 happened. We know it happened between the 1st and the 8th. Okay. And the search started on the 3rd, so yeah. Okay, so yeah, there could have been helicopters in the sky. Right. But we don't know if that was the same day that the regular photos were taken it could have been on the first could have been on the eighth could have been somewhere in the middle that's why a lot of people are like this is important but a lot of people think that the panama police deleted something when would they have had important. the camera though or you think like is the theory saying that they hide this bag after that's one of them yeah okay i'm just trying so, to keep piece it together no yeah it gets i'm telling you like a lot of people have the same questions you do like okay at least I'm so, headed in the right direction. The backpack leads to another, like, bunch of searches along the river. Okay. And they find more stuff. Mm. The way I so saw that the mid-sip and it looked like you choked. But ha- but the backpack didn't come down the river. Yeah. But the other stuff did. Well, so they find Chris's denim shorts on top of a rock on the opposite bank of the tributary a few kilometers from where they found Lasana's backpack. So there was a they were on a narrow strip of land between two fast flowing tributaries and they were on a high rock above the water. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor 
y'all pay attention there was a rumor for a very very long time not disproved until 2021 that the shorts were found zipped and folded on top of a rock that's not true Mm -hmm. they were just taken off and put on a rock there were pictures published in 2021 to disprove it so they're not like neatly placed it's just like washed up and it's either that or like they were thrown on top like it's just not neat okay because neat is terrifying because neat is scary and that also that rumor started from word of mouth it was two local guys who had been part of the search who were like it was neatly folded right there on the rock and it's like that just wasn't what happened Um, okay a two months later in this area two months after they find the shorts yes okay they found a pelvis okay and a boot with a foot inside of it bad all this is bad yeah can they tell if it's like a female pelvis or a male pelvis soon after okay at least 33 widely scattered bones are found on the same riverbank okay and DNA testing confirmed it did belong to the the two women. However, both it's like some of each skeleton. However, Lasana's bones still had skin, whereas Chris's had been bleached. So like, like by the sun, not like somebody put them in bleach. Reddit yeah. was arguing about that also. That no one took her fucking bones and put them in bleach. It was bleached by the sun. Yeah, but it's like dried out. Can tell it's been bone a long time. And this yeah. one is fresh. Fresher. Fresher. Later, a forensic anthropologist. What about the foot? Claimed, wait, wait, what about the foot? <laughs> claimed that under magnification, quote, there are no discernible scratches of any kind on the bone neither natural nor cultural origin there are no marks on the bones at all oh almost as like they were placed there they were clean no this wasn't like an animal or the river washed them off gross and bad scratch yeah and they find it two months after they find the shorts on the same river. And this yeah. is months after the initial the searches. The backpack. Mm. Yeah. So the backpack leads to new searches that does that finds the shorts. Cool. Two months later. Bones. A foot. Same Who's area. Boot. Lasanas. Okay. Yeah. So they're both dead yeah okay so okay i thought they were that that shook me i thought they were like missing people like we have no clue what happened so we know they're dead we just don't know how it happened yeah and it doesn't seem natural because there's nothing on their bones to hint at that there's just a lot of because like okay there's a lot of theories that go into what happened okay lots of theories so especially because there's like no hard answers like um there's formal allegations of foul play like the dutch police fully thought these girls were murdered in the woods it seems like it 
they there's also like a bunch of bizarre theories amateur investigators got involved their deaths have been blamed on literally everything cartel hitmen organ traffickers pygmy cults um kidnapping rape murder like everything everything these girls have been everything the panama police thought what was most likely was that they were trying to cross one of these steep cable bridge type things fell bodies washed situation would explain why we didn't find too many of the bones yeah would explain how their stuff got down the river maybe possibly if you ignore the fact that they weren't wet and the fact that one of them wasn't on the river it was like in a building nearby wasn't it and that they all just so happened to like wash up in the same general area yeah because bones of different weight are gonna travel at different distances and also some of the bones are dried and some of like it's completely different conditions they didn't die at the same time so you can't be like they both fell yeah so when i heard about this story i really could not remember where i heard about it if it was a youtube video or a podcast it was years ago but the person who i listened to i really don't remember was talking about how a lot of people theorize i should have written it down that chris died first yeah it It makes makes sense because bones are and also chris's phone was the one that lasted longer but the passcode wasn't right yeah so lasana trying to use her phone lasana was also the more athletic one yeah had been mountain climbing and things before there was that picture with chris with the head injury a lot that, of people, that keeps i keep thinking about that and that makes yeah. me like oh a lot of people theorize that chris died first from like a, a fall something that hurt her head um and lasana kept going trying to find help maybe chris was alive when she left her and dead when she came back like to leave to go to help something and then m- maybe lasana had an accident of her own fell because like her foot was in the boot but if it had gotten like separated from the rest of her body like and it was in a contained area like there's a possibility i don't like that, that they wind up in the same spot they're trying to be like oh they both yeah. washed down the river because which someone doesn't obviously... line up with the theory that one died before the other or and what like the evidence points to that too like the, the bo- i don't like that the skeletons are in different conditions because also like if if chris had died days before lasana why would she have stuck around the body like yeah either she left it or chris was alive when like when they died like it, it's just a whole it a lot of it doesn't make sense. a lot of, a lot of people also believe that the the wrong passcode was one of the tour guides called it jungle madness where like you start going crazy because everything looks the same like he he cited people who get lost often start sprinting in whatever direction they can and it's like that's because you're literally going crazy yeah it's like get me out of here whatever way whatever right right also i'm just now realizing because i saw my messages my sister had sent me stuff and i remember she sent me an article two days ago and you will never believe what the article's on. Because what? it's what you're talking about right now. 
ew and i was just i was busy that night so i didn't click on it but i was like oh like she was like i found a weird case i don't know if you've read this one but like you know like it's mysterious circumstances and she says it's like the mountain pass one talking about date law which has all of its theories and i was like oh thank you i'll check it out and i haven't gotten a chance to read it and it literally is chris and lasana Froon is like the name i like i'm not even joking to you is it the daily mail or the it, daily Be- oh it's wikipedia yeah it's no, just the yeah. wikipedia article i was about gonna it, say because but- if it's the beast that i'm reading that's insane like i i just thought about that that's such a weird coincidence that's happening right now and ew okay anyway adam's safe uh let's continue <laughs> okay a lot of people think the investigation was botched <laughs> yeah i'm getting that vibe a lot too um so because so okay remember i talked about the daily beast article earlier when I, it was a monster of an article and it was important because they go around they do their own investigation so they were talking to people who had been there mm-hmm. this is two years after they went missing these these journalists go in they're yeah. talking to people who were there who were part of the search okay um, they get to talk to key witnesses like do they talk to the shorts guys because maybe they were neatly folded and were like thrown off not that i saw okay so locals so there's this there's this it's essentially the panama version of fema okay um i it's an acronym it's very long and it's in a language i don't understand but it's okay. S-I-N-A-P-R-O-C. So Cineproc okay. is how I've been reading it in my head. Um, they are what is essentially FEMA is, is mm-hmm. called in to also aid in this investigation. But locals said, say that they were looking for the girls for three or four days before they arrived, got involved, even though they'd been alerted. Okay, so like they were slow to get there. Yeah. Okay. Some say the cops also hesitated in investigating because they thought the girls were, like, at a party or doing some other tourist stuff, and that's why they didn't come home to their host family. Like, Mm -hmm. others say that when Cineproc got involved, they conducted their own search, and locals were not allowed to help, even though they knew the area. Better, yeah. Weird. Okay. Oh. A witness described the organization as top-heavy and weighed down by its own bureaucracy. And Cineproc themselves admit that the first phase of the search was a little messed up because, quote, no one knew where to look because they didn't ask the locals. Yeah, they wouldn't let the locals help at all. Weird. There are so many trails. Um, and they also confirmed that the government search began four days after everyone was reported after they were reported missing because in those four days the search party was looking at the pass on the volcano since that's the tourist trap they didn't even ask enough questions to get to the right trail oh no yeah so yeah they're not looking in the right spots it's like Oh, maybe, like, if they would have looked in the right spot, they would have been alive, but the because they didn't exactly. ask Exactly. Ew, ew, ew. They're also, and gross and ew. When the backpack was found, there was no search grid set up. 
um, no soil samples, and the Dutch police, when they finally got a hold of Lasana's backpack, there was a shit ton of unidentified fingerprints on it. But the local authorities hadn't taken any fingerprint samples or made note of anything, so it was like completely unusable and they couldn't investigate it. So either they were, like, that was their people mishandling evidence, or... It was mishandled before it got to them. Or it was, exactly. Because there's a lot of theories that that backpack was planted because the woman who found it, the woman who found it, this is her rice patty, said it wasn't there the day before. So either it washed up in the night, or someone fucking put it there. Okay, so this is definitely a cover-up, is what it's sounding like. There's this book called Lost in the Jungle. They're two Dutch authors um, who claim to have solved it. Okay. So they dive into this, into a lot of the evidence. They also had access to, actually, when was this book published? Just so I get the years right compared to the Daily Beast article. Um west when was it published when was it published 327 pages Whew. It was probably as long as the daily beast article if we're being honest <laughs> when was it published when was it published 2021 that might be wrong anyway i'll find the publication date later i'll post it in the discord I think that just said the year that the article about it was written. But, <laughs> so they even flo- fly out to Panama for their own investigation. They conclude that it was an accidental death related to flash floods in the area. They believe flash floods typical for the area would make the setting, Im- like, impossible to navigate. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, does ignore that it's the dry season. Like, yes, this place gets a lot of rain, but... A flash flood might be a, a little dramatic. How do their bones wind up in different conditions but in the same spot? Right, because Riddle it was the dry that, season. Man. Even the, when I was reading the Daily Beast article, he was, or the author of it, did not check their gender uh, or pronouns, was talking about being in the area for the investigation and was like talking about the the cell service and all this and it was raining really hard when they were there because they're in the wet months okay but regardless these two authors come to this conclusion they investigate a few things that they believe really clean up the story including working with a panamanian prosecutor um her name is bet b-e-t-z-a-i-d-a i believe it's Betizia Pity, P-I-T-T-I. Um, at first, she was really hesitant to come on board with these authors because during the initial investigation, she got a lot of flack. Like that pe- people were saying she botched it in order to protect tourism. And like oh. failed at her job and all this stuff. But bringing her on board got the authors access to all of the files. The police mm-hmm. reports, the autopsies, etc. They cite, these two girls cite a specific moment when everything went downhill. Okay. According to them, the police did a pretty good job with the investigation. 
but there's a crucial moment where the reward went from 3,000 to 30,000 when suddenly they were flooded with absolutely useless information. Oh, no. Like, in that moment, the, the amount of tips skyrocketed. Like, they start getting all of these people who want the 30,000. 30, yeah. In their book, they reconstruct the timetable with only a three-hour a three-hour window missing. Like, they believe they got it, except for these three hours. Whoa. And those three hours are on day one. Like, they say they know what happens the rest of the days, but between the last photo on April 1st to the first emergency call, about two hours and 45 minutes, it's a blur for them. Okay. Like, okay, okay. I'm so curious. A lot of people think it was an accident. So there's this, his name is Carl Wheel. He's a master fellow in wilderness medicine. He has a bunch of search and rescue experience, a bunch of law enforcement experience, a bunch of forensics experience. He's 70 now. He's the director of Colorado's wilderness medical program. And, and in his spare time, he see, teaches search, evade, and rescue classes for the Air Force and the Marines. Okay. Like, he's a smart dude, and he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He reviewed the files as, like, a, like an expert and concluded that it wasn't criminal. Like, not foul, foul play. Um, at least initially, it looks like a hiking accident. Okay. According to him, they were probably drinking ritter, river water. Dysentery. Yeah. Like, they sick. probably got sick day one after drinking river water was probably diarrhea dehydration weakness mental and physical sharpness was probably gone the temperatures at night in the forest would have been about the 50s and 60s at that elevation so hypothermia was also a risk especially because they came dressed in super light clothing uh and also a week of hunger constant exposure to the elements he thinks that it was most likely a hiking accident. He doesn't make any comment about the police botching it, but... And then... This guy is mentioned nowhere else except this article with the Daily Beast. Nowhere okay. else that I saw. Let me, let me say that. A few people mentioned that there might have been some foul play involved by a local man, but no one ever really, like, said. Yeah. The Daily Beast talks about this guy, okay? The day before the hike, according to witnesses, and him, he admits to meeting them, these girls meet with a tour guide. So it was on the campus of the school that they were working at, which, by the way, I think I forgot to mention it. It's called Spanish by the River. Okay. Like, it's like a language school. Okay. They run into this guy, and he offers them the full package. It's a guided tour up the Continental Divide, and an overnight stay at his personal ranch, deep in the jungle on the far side of the mountains. Okay. They say no, and the next morning is their fatal hike. Okay, so they think he, like, followed them or something? So, this guy got a lot of heat when they went missing, not by the police per se, but more so by the rumor mill. Okay. Um, 
other tour guides spoke out and was like, this guy's actually a sleaze bag. Oh. Like, so people were saying that he orchestrated their abduction, allegedly to commit sex crimes in the forest. He denies it, obviously. Yeah. But the Daily Beast actually ended up interviewing them, interviewing him, but he stood them up several times. Like, they kept trying to get involved with him, and they, they were offering to, like, show him the press pass. Like, Google my name. You'll see who I am. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just a journalist. When they finally get in touch with him by phone, he says, I can't talk now. There's someone here with me, and they're listening. That's creepy. He also says that he'll be around later, or maybe not, and then he hangs up. Hmm. <laughs> Another nail in the coffin of his reputation um, is that the personal belongings and such were found at, like, a a handful of hours away from his property. Okay. When they finally get in touch with him again, the Daily Beast, I mean, to ask him questions, he says to talk to the attorney general and that he told the police everything he knew and that the girls could have been saved had Cineproc done their job. Okay. And it's important to note that this guy was in trouble amongst the tour guide community, specifically for harassing female tourists. He had a had a, a habit of trying to bathe in the hot springs with them, which was against the code. Uh, one quote is from him. I spent many days helping Cineproc search for those poor girls. I even met with their families when they came to Bouquet. I forgot how to say it. I did everything I could. He finishes screaming into the phone. Okay, well, there's definitely something there. Another quote. He's the last guy to see them alive, and then he's the one who finds their bones. Something about that just feels wrong to me. He I found think their... I forgot to mention that he was on the search crew as part of the second group of He was part of both searches. But he was part of the group of people who did find the remains. That's crazy. Isn't it? I like my brain stalled there. I don't know that's so much. Well wait wait, did you know the timeline that they had, like with the three hours missing? So I believe from what I gathered that that is their entire book <laughs> is like the timeline. Okay, they're like playing so, it out. But right. like the I, gist, did they think it's abduction? Do they think it's wilderness they, stuff? They thought it was the flash flood. So, oh, okay. I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Okay. They thought it was a flash flood, a hiking accident. Um, I didn't because I couldn't buy the book in time. Yeah. To like, or like buy a copy of it online. But like. I don't believe they subscribe to the theory that one girl died before the other either. Like That's from what hard to when their bones are in the same spot, but like, why are they in different? Yeah, the bones. I I keep going back to them. It's driving me crazy. Right, and, and this guy, like he he found them. You know, if he was responsible for their death, he's helping what the the Simpac, however you say it, the female, yeah, yeah, Cineproc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's helping them. You know, he can make them. You know, he can give them the wrong information. He's a tour guide. He can be like, oh, yeah, they probably went down this way. Right. Take them away from the bodies and then later place these bones in bags and lead them to them. Like, that's and such... especially because the backpack wasn't wet. That Yeah, they're like, the fla- even the flash flood thing, the backpack isn't wet. It's, it like, nothing in the backpack's messed up. 
doesn't look water damaged. Yeah. And if, like, this is months later, so we can, like, if this stuff is being found in the wet season, the backpack would have been rained on if it had been sitting there. And it's not, it hasn't gotten rained on once. No, that backpack was in a shelter and then moved there. Right. I don't know. I don't buy that this was natural causes. Which a lot of people don't. Like, there's, it's pretty, pretty, it's, okay. It's pretty solidly divided on exactly what went wrong here. Like, I have the article pulled up still, and I'm, like, skimming it. Because, like, my notes are done. Like, that was everything I had written. Because um, I didn't my notes got to 10 pages so yeah. i was like i have to stop but like a lot of people point out that there was no obvious goodbye messages to loved ones the counter to that is that maybe maybe they didn't find it like yeah it could have gotten lost i can see all that there's no scratches on the bones if they just died something would have ate them months and months after bef- like before being found and a lot of people and I personally, like, that was my biggest question is if they just fell, if they just, if something happened, where's the body? Like, well, I mean, if, if months and months later, so we have like a full pelvis of one of them, like, this was mm-hmm. a skeleton, there's nothing holding it together, they go every which way in the water. Yeah. Except they didn't because they're all found on the same bank. Right, it was like 33 bones total, and then the foot and the boot. Which, again, like, just from what I know, you know, I'm not a police investigator, but like, but bones... But you're a biology major, tell me about bones. that way, different amounts aren't going to travel the same distance in mm-hmm. a current. Like, that's why fossils that are found in what is believed to be an old river... You don't right. find the whole skeleton together, like, in a clump. It's, like, all the, the heavy bones are at the start of the river or mm-hmm. wherever the thing fell in the river, and all the little bones are way at the end. Like, you're not going to find a tiny vertebrae at the same place you find a full pelvis because it's, like, a big rock and a small rock in a river. It's going to go different distances. Which is also pretty telling because I believe in one source that the bones that were cited on being found were really small like some and i might be misquoting it that it was a bone from what they believe to be chris's foot maybe like like what are they hannah montana metatarsals (laughs) yeah (laughs) the bone song yeah 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 like it was the small little feet bones and a pelvis and a foot but don't quote me on the feet bones okay so like it's it's like I don't know that like that's weird where's mm-hmm. the skull because we saw head damage on one of them like yes where's the right re- why why haven't we found anything else why were they all really close together found at different times why do we only find one pair of shorts where's the rest of any of the clothes right where's another backpack where's the other like why is why is i don't know that's easy to explain like they could have been moved further down the river they haven't been right. found yet but it's just, like, it's weird that this guy knew where stuff was, seemingly, lives nearby, knows the area because he's a tour guide, but he's a tour guide with a bad reputation. No, yeah. And especially because, also, um, I completely just lost my train of thought. 
<laughs> wow, that was embarrassing. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's because I'm skimming the article at the same time. I'm trying no, to remember good, if I forgot good. anything. And one of the things I did forget was that a lot of people theorized that the camera's flash was used to try and signal the rescuers. But oh. the, the opposite of that is that they were in an area with like heavy foliage and it's like if you're trying to flash a helicopter you're not pointing it at the ground um there's also the because they're called the night pictures is what it is Mm -hmm. um some of the photographs are sharp and clear in a way that may be intend that they're deliberate yeah and like that makes sense if it's i guess if someone had found the camera and is like documenting what they found but it's dark outside So, like, somebody using it for light, whether it's the girls or somebody who finds them. Right. Or somebody messing with their stuff or, like... And then we go back to the picture. I completely forgot about the picture. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But some people really think that there's, like, a hidden message in these pictures some way. That's a conspiracy Um, theory. That something went down that night and she wanted to record it for her loved ones. I could see that. Like, you're, you're trying to, like... Because in, uh, I don't know, because, like, the reason true crime interests the human brain is because mm-hmm. we put ourselves in survival situations because our brains want to know how to survive it. Right. Like, you know, that's why scientifically our brains fire on this kind of stuff is, like, mm-hmm. when you see a survival situation, your brain's instinct is to, like, how, what do I learn from this? How can I do better than that? Mm-hmm. It's, like, and that's, in, in a situation like that, I've always thought, like, I'd start taking pictures of everything because yeah. like, if I make it out alive or not, like, this, that is what's going to get things understood. You know, like, if I come out alive and I have all these pictures, I'm like, this is what happened. This is the person who attacked me. Like, this is what went down. Like, here's all my pictures. And now, yeah. in a survival situation, you're more likely to be like, how am I going to eat? And not really worried about the pictures. But it seems like you have this nice camera. You're taking yeah. pictures anyway. There's probably a reason. So another thing is that they were kind of like smart, right? On these days, so in the in the night pictures, we see a few things. Um, they'd used like a roll of like toilet paper or something to spell something out. It looked like either an arrow or maybe an SOS on a rock. Okay. Um, and then they had the mirror on it, so like to try and signal light. Was oh what yeah, the light was. bounce off of it. So like they were smart like they were doing their their best they were conserving their battery like that's why (sighs) the wilderness expert also said if there's a possibility of a fatal injury to chris might be the reason for the strange night pictures that were made in the first place perhaps because there's heavy rain visible in the photos and it was threatening to sweep her friend's body downstream Oh, so wanted to so prove, there, like, Chris was there dead. There are people who believe that 509 is a picture of Chris. Oh, okay. And one of the night pictures is of her, her head injury. It could yeah, be to, like, a, bring to, to the police or Chris's family to be, like, you know, her the, the floods moved right. the body away, but, like, this is what happened. Some people also thought it was, like, in case lasana found her way out a way for her to come back okay to get the body so like there's a and 509 is always going to be a big mystery like some people there's huge different theories vary very a lot 
um, but everyone is kind of like that's the missing piece mm-hmm. but yeah so I'm trying to skim do 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 the, the foliage confirms that the night pictures are on the other side of the continental divide that that vegetation isn't just found it just isn't found on the other side um, some of the images appear to be looking upward while others show a view down into what looks like a ravine or gorge of at least 60 feet okay yeah and um, then they like fall into the water and that's how their bones get washed down like i don't know i don't know i the like images made looking straight down could also show a body lying prone at the bottom of the river canyon and the leaked case files we received show that previous examiners had also flagged that image as a piece of key evidence in the case but the image is too dark to be definitive oh no that's scary that's another like chris definitely died first a lot of people think that chris fell down the canyon but then you have the i'm remembering so much as i'm reading this i swear to god (laughs) like you have the picture of her head like did does then she go down lasana unclear of what order those came in okay so oh my gosh um, there's okay. also evidence of what appears to be a man-made structure in the background of at least one of the photos. You just don't see straight lines like that in nature. Oh. Did they make yeah. it to the cabin or something? According to the survivalist, the shape, angle, and placement of the converging lines identifies, or he, Rees identifies, looks suspiciously like the notorious, quote, monkey bridges, end quote, used by the indigenous to for, forb ford oh my god local rivers i can't speak (laughs) oh so like it's like a um man-made like rickety bridge for these ravines and stuff so according to this survivalist he thinks the evidence points to chris suffering a fall possibly while attempting to navigate a dangerous river crossing um a fall into the river cannon below would have been extremely concerning, possibly fatal, would have been swept dozens of meters downstream over large boulders. Yeah. Hauntingly, the outline of the cable bridge appears center frame in one of the most carefully composed of the recovered photos. In the foreground of the same image is the makeshift trail marker, with one branch pointing across the cables and the other angled straight downstream. Oh, like pointing, I went this way, she's that way. Yeah. Awful. No, the the article is a beast. Like, I'm only a fourth of the way down. It's it's a lot. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it was criminals, but then why did they I'm leave so cash on the in fence. the backpack? It's like, I can totally understand, like, the jungle's the worst place to get lost in yeah you like you can't see you can't tell where you're going the conditions are awful there's so many things that can kill you like every animal the the snakes the bugs have diseases mm-hmm. that'll kill you fast like it, it's insane how hard it'd be to survive out there especially untrained but then mm-hmm. also it's like there's so many weird coincidences happening yeah it's there's like, a lot of weird details and you could also say like maybe it wasn't criminal but someone's finding this body and then moving their stuff because they don't want to get blamed for it 
like this guy right. might have found them and like oh my gosh i was the last one talking to them maybe don't make them be found right where i told them to go and it's also like i get i get that the area is wet i get that that speeds up decomposition mm-hmm only a pelvis the bones are in like and if she dies first but like to the point where her bones are bleached and the other one's bones still have skin on it but they wind up in the same spot meaning they probably died in similar ways like i don't know that just that's so weird to me that you'd have bodies in different conditions landing in the same exact spot yeah unless they like both die by falling in the river at wildly different times but even then it's like how do their bodies wind up in the exact same spot? Right. What's found of their bodies? You know, just the bones and a foot. Right. And one boot. And it, and it, it's very convenient that it's like Chris's pelvis near where we found the shorts. Yeah, that also stood out to and me. And Lasana's foot with a boot inside the sock and boot still. Okay. Like. It just feels weird. It feels I like don't something like the is missing. About like there's not a scratch on them. If you yeah. these rivers, like they were saying, you're gonna be thrown around these huge rocks, you know, it's not an easy ride, there's big boulders, you're banged around, and these bones look spotless. And that's from a, a forensics expert also. Like he was a, an expert in his field saying no. And he put those bones under a microscope. Yeah, and it's like these bones look fine. Mm-hmm. That just it. I like. I understand. Like, okay, maybe they didn't hit a single boulder in the water somehow. Yeah. How would like the bones wouldn't have started with no skin on them and completely dried out? At some point, it's gonna be a bone with meat on it. You're gonna tell me yeah. like an animal didn't gnaw on that a little bit? Animals gnaw on bone that don't have any meat on it because it still smells like meat. Yeah. And, like, nothing touched this one somehow. None of these few got touched. Like, that's just, it's, I understand it could be a coincidence, but that's just weird to me. But then also, like, are, does, do you have access to the pictures? Like, is that something people can just find? So, a few of them are public knowledge. Not all of them. Hold on. That (laughs) rubs me the wrong way. Also... Because if you Google their names and pictures, like, a few of the shots do come up. Like, you can see some of the ones on the forest floor, but it's not Google. all of them. Like, you can see the picture of, like, a rock. <laughs> you can see the one of Chris. Like, I believe you can find the one of Chris crossing a river. Um, you And most, most of the ones you find are the ones pre-missing. The ones at the summit of them smiling. Like... Yeah, the you, one, like, that would be given to media as the, like, this is right. them pictures. You don't find a lot of the night photos. Let me see if I can find a Reddit thread that has them. I bet you Reddit will have it. Ooh. Reddit. Reddit. The first thing. Oh, but it's in a Google shared Dropbox. Let's see if it's still active. Oh, I found the picture that, like, some people think might be a... 
a body at the bottom of like the drop off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one looks. That's weird. Like it, because it definitely stands out. Sorry, I'm like next to the microphone, yelling. No, you're me. good. I'm also looking at the pictures. Oh, I found it before the enhanced too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe here. Oh no, the dark pictures scare me. Yeah. Isn't it insane? This is such a blurry picture, but it's like the forensic pictures of the boots. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like there's the one of it pointing straight down like the drop off and you can just make out some shape that looks way different than everything else in the frame. Yeah. There's like the pictures of the sticks tied together that are really weird, like the plastic. Like the straight drop off might be a body. And it's like she could have very, very well been like testing the, um, the like flash on some of the stuff to like make sure that. Oh, you can also see the rain in the pictures, which is yeah, kind of interesting. But it's like, oh, I'm I'm testing the flash on these twigs to make sure that I can take a picture of Chris who fell. Mm -hmm. Like a possibility. There's also some that are pointed like straight up into the sky like maybe she's trying to signal for someone um the foliage is pretty dense like you can see how high those trees go up yeah isn't it crazy for the first comment on the reddit thread bleached bones with no damage has always been so upsetting to me i've spent many an hour hunting for bones out in the canyons in texas and they almost always have a little bit of damage it's just such a bizarre detail that goes against all of my experience that like how would a bone be free of scratches that yeah. means it had to be like as soon as it's able to you pick it up and like put it in a little container to keep it protected they're brittle yeah. like if it rains too hard some of them are gonna break and you're gonna tell me that this has nothing wrong with it and it's been missing for months it yeah. got it rode down a river like regardless of how you like if the banks if the the bones would have wound up there that means they would have had to travel down this river unless someone put them down there and you're going to tell me a bone moving through a river that is known to be pretty rough and have some severe drops is going to be just fine yeah yeah i keep finding a lot of the ones like the daytime ones yeah and then there's the rain one this one has like like something off to the side this one keeps popping up and it's like i don't know it looks weird but i can't tell like okay i don't know if that's a body but it does it does it uh uh well why don't we take an intermission <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to keep looking at these pictures. <laughs> you can collect yourself, and then we'll come back. Yeah, this is crazy. Okay. And intermission.
And we're back. Oh my god, I forgot. And we're back. It is a, a week later. <laughs> we are in person now. <laughs> so much has changed. So much has happened. Yeah. It's such a relief, though. Like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I just get to chill. Yeah, I, I, I just have to tell my story now. My life story. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we had a... I, I just remembered because I was, I was going to start with the... And she was born on blah, 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 blah. We had a shoplifter come in to my job. She got arrested. We found... We've been calling her Granny because she looks old. Mm-hmm. We found out she's not old. It's just drugs. Oh, no. And she was born on 9-11. Like. <laughs> damn. We're like, damn, that's brutal. So she's 21? No. she She's older, but. Oh, okay. I, lo- I thought you meant like 9-11, 9-11. No. My guess was she was in her 60s, but she's in her 40s. If Dang. that tells you anything. Drugs do be one hell of a drug, so. Don't do crack. <laughs> kids <laughs> yeah specifically crack <laughs> heroin so, so what's your story today um I, that's what i'm saying i don't know how to give hints because mine's kind of like a collection of things to tell you mm. this is also my last like arizona based one okay um don't know it's kind of like what arizona's known for the jersey devil no that's jersey yeah that's in the name. Sorry. Um, <laughs> jackalopes. No, but that's a really good guess. There, there was a lot of jackalope merch there. What else does Arizona have other than deserts, Phoenix? How do I get this? They're like. Oh, we should also. Emily is here in person because we have Aaron's bridal shower tomorrow. Oh yeah, we didn't explain anything. No. <laughs> Happy. Bridal shower eve, Erin. Yeah, woo! Love I'm you. excited. It's my first bridal shower. Same. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Same. I'm very, very, very excited. I'm also deeply self conscious. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, we do. We want to win trivia. No, yeah. So I've we been have studying. To, <laughs> we have to study the family tree tonight. No. Um, Erin practiced I'm some of her questions on me, and I knew a good bit of them. Okay, so we're. I think we're on, I think we're on the right I'm path. I'm going to be moral support, because okay. I know nothing. I know, like, I know Aaron, of course, <laughs> but, like, I've met no one else in that family. Yeah. Because I'm, like, a, a friend of a friend in yeah. that regard, so. No, I'm so excited, though. I'm definitely just going to be, like, the hype squad <laughs> of the team, so. <laughs> it's going to be really fun, because you're the only person I'm going to know there. Oh, okay. And maybe Natalie, if Natalie can come. Okay. Okay, this will be good. This is going to be an interesting tomorrow. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't have a single guess because what the fuck is in Arizona other than Phoenix and deserts? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a bunch of weird things about the Grand Canyon. <laughs> You're fucking joking. <laughs> that, that's, it's just a collection of weird things I learned about the Grand Canyon. So, like, what level of weird things? It's all over the place. Some of them are true. <laughs> Actually, I think most of them are true. Um, the Green Canyon's had a lot of weird history, just kind of, like, how it came about. Like, it was, um, I didn't write any history docs. I have so much stuff that I found to, like, just about tell stories. why, how have you found that much stuff on the Grand Canyon? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a huge land. And, like, when the Grand Canyon was first discovered, they started, like, 
um what's the word like building there they started moving in pretty much you know people mm-hmm. wanted to make money off the scenes but not like in a touristy way they wanted the like hotel on the edge of the grand canyon like it was they wanted to imagine that? to um like what is a word to like I don't know. They wanted to to monetize. Yeah, but not because like the park still monetize on it, but they didn't want to preserve it. You know, they wanted to build there, like mm-hmm. you know, encroach yeah. on that land, and then it became a park, and it shut a lot of that down, and a lot of the work changed. And I don't know. Just so many people went through there. I don't know. It's also super dangerous. So I will start off with that. Okay. A lot of these things are, this is a morbid podcast, <laughs> and a lot of these things Send do hit that mark, so. Really? Yeah, who would have thunk it? Dude, what the fuck? I'm so shocked. <laughs> so my first fact on here, uh, and just kind of like a disclaimer in the beginning, is that somewhere between 700 and 800 people have died at the Grand Canyon since 1919, oh which is when God. it first became a national park. And the reason it's such, like, a wide range Mm -hmm. is because some of, like, back in 1919, not all of it was the best kept, like, document-wise. Right. Some of it was just kind of, like, found out later. Like, it was people, we didn't know people died until Mm -hmm. we found skeletons or something. Yeah. So we don't have the exact count, and it's probably a lot higher if we did, because it's crazy how much stuff goes on here. I didn't know half of it. Between 700 and 800? Yeah. That's 100 years, 800 people and... A hundred years. Yeah. It's like eight people a year. Yeah. That's honestly less than the, I would have thought. The um the average is twelve, actually. Like okay. just within more recent years, not all the way since the park was open, but mm-hmm. I did see that number a lot. That on average twelve people die at the Grand Canyon a year. And a lot of that's because not everywhere has like a bar that you stand up really? against when you're looking yeah, I was climbing on rocks and stuff. Emily. <laughs> of course <laughs> not you're like, the, you're not the like, danger. I, <laughs> am I the drama? <laughs> Um, but, like, I wasn't doing anything, like, rock climbing e. but I would, like, stand on a rock to look at how, how, look at the views, you know? <laughs> yeah, but then when you it got, the, it you got, the reason the bar is there. Yeah, no, once it got windy and rainy, because it started raining the day we went, I was like, I'm not going anywhere near, unless there's a handheld, like, I got, like, blown around by some of that wind. I was like, li- little kids could not be out here, because some of them are going flying, like, take off just out of air like it, there's no way this should be allowed the way you demonstrated the takeoff <laughs> it was a bird full wingspan so yeah that's a lot of deaths and some of them get pretty strange i don't talk about all of them because i didn't want to just like rattle off the ways people died i felt like that was pretty insensitive I feel like it's a lot of falling yeah it is a lot of falling but that that's not all of it which i feel like that's kind of like the limit it's a how it's else? a rock formation like how can it kill more people but it it's got some weird stories I am going to jump around from story to story, and not all of them are about death, but quite a few of them. So I wanted to start with that. That th- I'm so, These are a handful. Mm-hmm. I didn't even cover all the, like, weird ones. Like, there's so much you can find about this place. About the Grand <laughs> Canyon? Exactly. That's like you coming onto this podcast and being like, I'm about to tell you some fucked up shit about Mount Rushmore. Yeah, <laughs> I got this idea. I was in the gift shop. And I picked up, it's called Below the Rim, and I'm going to talk okay. about it a little bit after, but it's a book that, like, goes through all of the ways people die at the Grand Canyon. Whoa. It was super interesting. I didn't buy it, but um, they have a website and stuff that you can explore. Again, I'm going to mention it at the mm-hmm. end, but it's super cool. Lots of information out there. And not um, all the deaths are falling? No. I'm, I don't know if I talk about a single falling. Oh, my God. Actually, I do know one at the end. 
Um, first thing, though, there is death involved, but it's not at the Grand Canyon. This is more so a story of, like, superstition. Okay. In the Grand Canyon. Okay. Like, minor conspiracy, almost, but it's, like... This is an idea that goes back forever and a half ago, and it's the idea of, like, cursed native relics. Gotcha. And that's... This, um, is all over the state, but the... Grand Canyon has its own stories, and it was really interesting, so I, I, I decided to throw it in here. Is it native land? Well, yeah. Yeah, all, all land is all, native. Yeah, land. the whole We're country colonizers. is. Um, that's also why, like, this can be a pretty not great idea, because mm-hmm. demonizing the religions of native people yeah. was, like, how the white man did what they did. Um, yeah. But it is an idea that exists here and still exists here. It's like one of the ways they keep you from taking stuff from the park mm-hmm. is like, oh, you'll be cursed if you take anything you find. Right. They do it in a petrified forest with the petrified wood. There's like a whole curse that. attached to it. Damn. Yeah. Did you know Columbus fucked a walrus because he thought it was a mermaid? No. Yeah, he fucked a walrus. He wrote about it. He was like, it was a beautiful mermaid. It was a walrus. <laughs> no i'm not lying we can stop the episode here no i'm really not making that up i'm not i okay. could do a whole morbid episode on just columbus I and all bet. the animals he's fucked oh, it man. wasn't it didn't stop at a walrus that's so bad isn't it yeah i'm so but the grand canyon covers a lot of land and a lot of it is native some of it is still native um this this like formation was super important to some like cultures too so there is a lot of ruins and stuff you can find in the park um a lot of relics you can find in the park like there's always archaeological sites going on here cool because there's just a lot so this idea of like the cursed relics became a thing pretty early on um it's so like specifically subscribed to in like the idea of the grand canyon that rangers often get letters from previous guests admitting that they like tried to steal artifacts and they start apologizing profusely in these letters Mm. and they want to return the thing they took and they say like it brought them bad luck or sickness or whatever you know you get in your head yeah and so they blame everything bad that happens over the next year on the the relic they took from the grand canyon and then they tried to send it back so are the relics not rocks no 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 so it's like a lot of it is like pieces of pottery Uh, there's a lot of petroglyphs in this area so people like will get chunks of a rock that have petroglyphs on it Mm -hmm. um a lot of stuff like that arrowheads okay um so not rocks i mean you could take rocks i was picturing rocks (laughs) (laughs) i was picturing the heartfelt letters of remorse here's a rock (laughs) i took a baby canyon i'm sorry Oh my god, okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> there's also tons of, like, with the ruins, there's also burial sites, because these were, like, the, like, towns of the natives, so, like, attached to that, you'd have their burial grounds, so mm-hmm. people are like, oh, if you go by the burial grounds, you'll be cursed. Um, so, it's, like, I don't know, that's a pretty standard, like, conspiracy, suspicion, theory, superstition, yeah. excuse me. Um, I'm going to talk about a pretty famous story that plays into this idea that's from 1879. So this is way before it becomes a park. Okay. Uh, Not way, but a little while before. Yeah. There's a trader, and he is known as Don McGuire, and he's crossing the Colorado River, which is the river that that carved out the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like, it just is the Grand Canyon. Um, And he, he comes across this woman named Emma Lee, like Emma first name, Lee Lee second second name, not Emma Lee. 
But when I say it fast, it sounds like Emily. I thought that was funny. She was uh, from the area. She was working on a ferry called Lee's Ferry. Mm -hmm. um, And she needed some of the goods that McGuire had up for trade. Okay. She also had a blanket that she really wanted to get rid of. That's not a good sign. (laughs) She was up front with them and she was like, look, this blanket is Navajo and it's haunted or cursed or something uh, because she gave it to her husband. And he got all sorts of bad luck until eventually he dies kind of randomly. Yikes. Okay. And I wanted to do a little side note here because that's what she says. That's all she tells Don McGuire. I looked into her how her husband died. It was not random at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She, She explains it as an untimely death. But her husband was actually John D. Lee, who was famously executed for his involvement in the Mountain Meadows Massacre which is a controversial attack on a traveling party due to militia hysteria. There was um, martial law was being put in place in the area because of the Utah War uh, during this time, which I didn't know Utah had a war. What the fuck is the (laughs) Utah War? Um, And they think it's people coming to attack them, so they attack first. A lot of this war, just because of the area, Salt Lake City, it was a lot of, like, um... A lot of the Mormons in the area felt that it's always the Mormons. they were under attack, like their beliefs were under attack specifically in the Utah War, so they thought it was people marching against them. Um. <laughs> Wait, so let me get this straight. He was put to death for war crimes. Yeah, he <laughs> massacred she, people. I have more on it. This and thing is she crazy. was like, oh yeah, it was random. And it caused him all his bad luck. Maybe it's because <laughs> he killed someone, Emma. Like, <laughs> it, it, the the battle was pretty messed up from the get-go. To make it worse, they dressed up like natives. <gasps> they had That's a tribe helping them that, like, was on their side. But they were like, oh, let's all dress like you guys. So they could pin the blame, is long story short. They thought they were saying, like, oh, we'll get them by surprise better if it, they see, like, a group of natives coming right. out. But it's so they can pin the blame on the natives if they ever get caught. That's and it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> like, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. Good. Um, it shouldn't. You can't do that. So, there's a five-day siege that they're attacking these people. The people are running low on supplies, uh, so the militia send men to deliver some, but it's really, like, a distraction, and they wind up killing everyone in the party. Oh, what the fuck? Except 17 children, who are all seven or younger. So, anyone above seven is killed in this massacre. In the end, they killed at least 120 people. And the worst part is, it had nothing to do with the Utah War. It was just a, a, a band of traveling immigrants um, coming from other states. They were moving to California. These trains of, like, people moving were pretty common at the time. Mm-hmm. It was, like, by an established guy who did this regularly. Like, every year he had a train that moved to California kind of, like, in this band. Yeah. Almost like a smaller Oregon Trail kind of yeah. vibe. Like, you'd have everyone moving dysentery. together. Yeah, a little bit more refined. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so super messed up. So That's terrible. What, he totally, all, what happened to all the kids? Oh, they were taken in by locals. Um, or, like, some of them were taken back home. Some That's of them so are so young that you don't know where to send them. Yeah, it's super messed up. Uh, so he totally died of karma. Yeah. Not a curse. Um, That's what happens when you murder someone? Yeah. Yeah, not just someone. 120 people right. who were completely innocent that you killed out of hysterics. 
Um, you killed them for fun, and now you're put to death. The Wikipedia article is a great read. It's pretty interesting. That is the very bare bones. There's some really weird, like, conspiracy that they get into to, like, defend why they're doing it. Um, they're- The murder? The massacre, yeah. Like, the- What the fuck? Um, not still. Like, once they did it, and they were like, oh, we got to messed up. <laughs> and they are put to death for it. Um, actually- John D. Lee, he was one of the guys, there was two guys kind of at the head of it, and he was one of them, and he is the only guy put to death, if I believe, if Just, I remember okay, correctly. Okay, that's kind of weird. Other guys were tried, there was, like, there's a lot of weird stuff around this, and I had to, like, really, I had so much written about him, like, I'm not doing an episode on this, like, we'll come back, because <laughs> I do think I'm going to come back. There are a few books, there is a movie, um... I might do an episode on it, like I just said, because mm-hmm. some of the, like, people involved are really interesting also it's super messed up but like there's also a lot of, like i didn't know there was a utah war no i'm still stuck <laughs> on that what were the mormons and doing? also emma is super interesting like as a person she's really? a doctor but like not she doesn't have a license but she like becomes just a doctor by word like she's doctor uh her last name changes oh my gosh what is it i don't know dr emma is what mm-hmm. i'll call her but she's not a doc. like she didn't go to school to be a doctor but like just earns the title doctor like those medicine women yeah she um but yeah she like she's like un- getting hunted down at some point and winds up killing the guy that's hunting her down i don't know oh my god it was a lot like i might just do an it episode sounds on emma. like emma was the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i said emma emma lee tells him none of that she just says it's cursed and like goes on about her death She's like, it caused his death. Like, it brought him all his bad luck in his life. Did he get the blanket from the natives who were helping? Um, Where did this blanket come from? No, it was a different tribe that was helping. Um, Emma said it was from the Navajo, that they had gotten it working okay. in the area. Because the, the, her husband was the one running the ferry, mm-hmm. and she takes over this service for a little while in between. Okay. Um, so, just, like, the Navajo are all over in that area in that part of yeah the country so just like in in passing is what i gathered uh but yeah mcguire's like cool and takes it because he he thinks the story of the curse will make it easier to sell at a higher price he does not believe it at all but he's like okay cool it's got a story attached to it i can sell this bad boy Mm -hmm. make some cash uh and proceeds to suffer from what he calls a hundred calamities over the next two years up until he loses the blanket he lost it? <laughs> yeah. And couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out anything about, like, how you would just lose a blanket as a traveling salesman. How do you lose the blanket that gave you a hundred calamities? Yeah. I'm sure he lo- lost it on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, dude. He's a traveling trader, so his story travels with him and, like, really spreads out this idea of haunted artifacts. And it comes from the Grand Canyon, so mm-hmm. it, like, has that name attached to it. Um, and... Just a little disclaimer here. This story is part of a larger manuscript by McGuire. It's his journals that he kept with him while he was traveling. Oh, that's cool. All these people are real. The fairy <gasps> is real. Like, he interacted with these people, but there's no way of confirming everything. Um, like, we don't right. know if all 100 of his calamities are true. And it was stuff like he kept getting scared by rattlesnakes. And, like, and there's a lot of rattlesnakes out there. But, like, it was just, like, super, like, your your trailer that was your uh, mule was pulling would come unattached. Like, just, like, literally made his life worse. Um, <laughs> and that was calamity number 56. <laughs> yeah, and he documents it in these journals, but we we will never know which one's, like, 
like how much he played it up. Um, we also don't know if Emma like said that the blanket was cursed or if he just met Emma and like got the blanket at the same time and then made up the story anyway to sell it for a higher price. Mm-hmm. Like that's all a word of mouth thing, but it's a it's spread around a lot. I found that in like a bunch of sources, people talking about this story. Cool. He also, according to his journals, like goes on this epic adventure to like find where the blanket comes from. He like travels around the Navajo Nation. Again, he's got this like love story that is at the center of it. So we're like, all right, man's just might be writing fan fiction at this point, but it was interesting. <laughs> this Odysseus? Like, yeah. He's just he's just having fun. Next thing. Okay. Big jump of story. I'm gonna talk about two haunted hotels that exist at the Grand Canyon. Okay. <laughs> um I'm what's going on? <laughs> we had a mini true crime. Now we're having a mini ghost. And it's all the Grand Canyon. To check something real quick. No, you're good. The Grand Canyon being on the podcast was not on my 2022 bingo card. Oh, and I'm scrolling through this. It just gets so weird. Okay, like, some of my things are missing on this, but I think I remember most of it. Like, part of my thing got deleted. Anyway, there are two haunted hotels at the Grand Canyon. First one we're going to talk about is the Old El Tovar Hotel. It's on the South Rim, and this hotel opened in 1905. And this is what I was talking about. People wanted to monopolize, not monopolize, like profit Mm -hmm. off of the Grand Canyon, but not in a very like parks, keep the nature alive kind of way. They were like, I'm building a hotel (laughs) on the edge. You have to buy the nice rooms that have the good view. If I could build it on top of it, I would. Yeah, if I could make a bridge across and have the hotel in the middle, I'd do that. would be very cool, but it would. (laughs) Terrifying. No. First earthquake gone yeah no no way that thing's standing um and this hotel has a bunch of ghosts attributed to it a lot of them nameless um but one that was pretty popular is pearl ward whose gravestone is just a few feet from the front door which i thought was interesting i couldn't figure out like who he was but his grave was very important and it's like right outside the front door of the hotel that's um bold yeah (laughs) the ghost can supposedly be seen walking down the stairs to the grave and then into the woods. Okay. <laughs> Another ghost is that of an old man who is nicely dressed, who likes to wander the third floor. Couldn't find a story. I couldn't find a name, but he's there. Somehow that makes it worse. Um, <laughs> and then there was this is the part of my research that got deleted somehow. I guess Google Docs didn't save when I wrote it, but there is a suite you can stay at, like in a cave in the canyon it's like one of those Whoa. weird like hotel airbnb listings you see and you're like who's buying that like it's a millionaire's go super like nice area just like in this cave uh and it's supposedly haunted by people that died in the cave again no specific stories or names but they're like you can hear people mining or calling out from deep within the caves and i was like i'm never ever staying in a cave i need to see that airbnb listing <laughs> that pictures look so nice it's like they're really trying to like do up this this cavern 
<laughs> it's got like some nice bed and then it's just a cave. Like there's no walls. You're just in a cave. <laughs> it looks like when you start playing Minecraft and you just build your house I'm in the middle of the row up. That's <laughs> terrifying. Imagine waking up and it's just a bat. Oh, like, and there was you would like rocks would be thrown and you wouldn't know where they're coming from. I would <laughs> die. <laughs> if a rock came at me from the middle of no. No. Next story. Okay. Glenn and Bessie. Okay. This was a very popular story. Like, I even, I saw this one at the Grand Canyon. This is, like, if you look up weird things that happen in the Grand Canyon, (laughs) this is story number one. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like keyboard cat when you did the little I was typing. (laughs) So, it's, this is, yeah. If you want, if you want a mystery in the Grand Canyon, this is the story that's going to come up. Okay. Um, newlyweds. Okay. Glenn and Bessie Hyde is their last name. They decide to honeymoon at the Grand Canyon. Okay. But this is not just like sightseeing. Let's go like see the park. Like they are here to adventure down the Colorado River by boat. Okay. This is a very long journey. Like takes multiple months. Months. <laughs> oh my god. At the time. I don't oh, have okay, the year okay. written apparently. 1928. I do. Okay. I lied to myself. Um this is a long trip even out. Like, it wouldn't take a month now, but then it's, like... And the way they're doing it, it's a handmade boat, by the way. Oh, so it's, like, rowing. Yeah, they're, like, going okay. down the river. That it's makes a whole me feel thing. a little better. Um, and I believe Bessie would have been the first woman to make this journey. Um, like, it was going to be record-setting, which, I mean, like, go all out for your honeymoon, I guess, but... Imagine setting a world record on your honeymoon. <laughs> things, That's sick. Things don't go as Aaron, planned. take notes. Take notes. All right, okay. get to the Grand Canyon. If I'm donating to this honeymoon fund, I expect a <laughs> monumental boat trip. I expect a world record setting boat trip. If you don't time travel and become the first woman <laughs> to travel to- faster than the speed of light. <laughs> anyway, their journey takes place in the winter of 1928. They which- went boating in the middle of the winter? Exactly. I don't know much about like <laughs> when you should go boating, but I don't think it's winter time. <laughs> Every oh. bit you tell me about this story, somehow it's just like, this is where we're going on our honeymoon. And Months so. by boat. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Throw up. A month after they begin, their boat <laughs> is found, freshly stocked, floating in the river. Nothing looked out of place. It's not overturned. No struggle. It's nicely packed away. Um, they had even been seen restocking the boat a few days before, so they know it was them who just, like, freshly mm-hmm. restocked the boat. But they were never found after this. Oh, ew. Their bodies have not been found. We have no clue what happened to these people. Probably drowned in the river, but, like, how'd they fall out the boat? That? <laughs> it's like they had food. They didn't get off the boat to go, like, look for food or walk to civilization. Mm-hmm. They had just restocked the boat a few days before. And that was a month into the trip. It's like, why give up now? You've, you've already got a month in. Like, Aaron, don't take notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do this. Um, so massive mystery, massive, like, unsolved missing person. What do you think happened? I, I mean, maybe they got, like, spooked by something out there just like wildlife or just we're totally over it after a month on the water going crazy because you like you just got married and now you're like stuck to each other on a boat 
Yeah, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> and, like, sorting through all the issues. And, like, one of the last things she, uh, uh, Bessie was heard saying was, like, I wonder if I'll ever wear nice shoes again. Like, as, like, a, a little passive-aggressive remark. Talk about couples counseling. Yeah, a month in. That's and- the name of this week's episode. <laughs> and, um, so, like, there also could have been... Gosh, I don't even know. Like, it... it- fall out some kind of way but then like the boat was fine it's giving very mary celeste someone falls out and someone jumps in to save the other one and you're both swept away by the it's a big river and has rapids in part of it like it's not an easy river to go down there are very very turbulent parts of this river Mm -hmm. that people have died in before like it it's they could have fallen out but then you think the boat would look a little bit awry but from the the accounts I found, the boat is completely fine, fine and floating. Um, now that could have been, you know, through the horse's mouth. It might have been like there was stuff in it, but it was all knocked all over the place. Yeah. It looked like it had gone through the rapids. You know, like you don't know what you're hearing, but um, yeah, like the they're denim missing. shorts that were neatly folded on a rock, but weren't actually exactly. It's super yeah. easy to twist the details of like, oh, the boat was stocked, like when we found it, and then the next person who tells it, oh, the boat was stocked, and like looked fine and like the next person tells us like the boat looks untouched like next up another jump we're just going through these robert spangler have you heard that name before no notorious killer oh um and i do this is a pretty quick story uh doesn't get his whole episode but he like pretty brutally murders his wife and kids in 1978 after killing them, he sets it up to look like his wife, Nancy, had killed the kids and then herself in a murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. And even though they find gun residue on his hands, he is not convicted of the crime. So how do we know it was him? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen years later, in 1993, he pushes his n- now wife, Donna, off the edge of the Grand Canyon. <gasps> she falls 200 feet, 60 meters for those who need... um. The metric system. Yeah, the metric system. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it like in a lot of the, the headlines, they're kinda like a little insensitive, but it's like Grand Canyon used as like murder weapon. Oh my god. Um a de- detectives again can't prove that it's him a hundred percent, so he gets away with it. They the defense said like she might have slipped and fell. Yeah. Like it could have been like um we don't know if a hundred percent that he pushed her and like that was good enough for them so he got away with it again jesus so years later in 2000 he is diagnosed with cancer so a detective that had like been on the case and like was still keeping up with him decides to see if the guy spangler will confess since he's about to die Mm -hmm. it's terminal cancer like there's not much they can do so he's like maybe psychologically something will click and like just confess to it because that's happened before um And Robert actually agrees, but he only does it to have the FBI explain to him, quote, why he was so good at killing, end quote. He confesses to all the murders and is sentenced to life in prison. He serves five months and then dies to cancer. But that was so messed up to me to, to like, it was just, like, the failure of the system. Yeah. And both times we know it's him. Like, we knew it was him at the time. There was gun residue on his hand. Mm -hmm. He was seen pushing Donna off. So why did why was witness testimony not enough? I like I I don't know. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like you 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 pushed her. Yeah. 
people saw you push her. <laughs> that should be enough. I think like they were a ways away, so like the defense was like, oh, he didn't. He his hands were on her, like trying to grab her. Mm. It was like he noticed she was slipping before like people further away could. Mm. Kind of dealio, but it like it just gone. It went to his head, and he, I believe, killed someone else. After I like looked it up again after this research, I was like, is there enough? Could we do an episode on him? Like, mm-hmm. should I talk about it now? Um, but they were both just brutal. Like, there wasn't much more to the crime after he was just cocky when he admitted Family to it. Family annihilators, dude. They're fucked yeah. up. It's, that's so crazy to me that he he was just, like, moving from family to family. Yeah. Um. That's- and, like, thought he was God. Like, he's like, why am I so good at killing? Like, why am I so good at this? Like, wanted that to be explained to him. And it's just, like, failure of the system. He, he didn't do anything smart. Ew. He was caught with gun residue in his hand in the first one. And was let go. Ew. That's yucky. Next story. Wild story of John Powell. I know these are, like, fast, but... No, we're having a good time. <laughs> There's so much here. Who's John Powell? Um, he is the leader in 19... Not 19. 1869. <laughs> okay. Is the leader of the first group of white men to go down the Colorado River. I like the clarification. Yeah, the natives had been doing it, but this is the first group of white men. They were leaping bounds ahead of us. We're yeah. colonizers. <laughs> yeah, 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 Columbus. We we get it. We get fucked it. Fucked a walrus. <laughs> he thought it was a mermaid. He was not a smart dude. Brains of the group. <laughs> anyway, so Powell is a Civil War vet, and he also has one arm. He was an amputee okay. after the war, and he's a really tough, brave guy. Like he is like. You know, if you think of, like, a war vet, he's, like, this burly dude ready for adventure. He lost an arm in the war, not stopping him. He is leading these men down the Colorado River, mm-hmm. which we said earlier, super turbulent, super, like, lots of rapids in it. It's a big, wide river, a lot going on. You're also in, in a canyon. Yeah. So, like, you can't just get off. Yeah. You know, you can't, like, just park on the bank and be like, well, we can't go any further. You're in a canyon. You, like, don't have a choice. Um, So, this river also is uncharted to them. It's not mapped. They don't have any knowledge of what's ahead of them. Uh, And they don't know. They know that it gets rough, but they don't know how rough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they hit some pretty gnarly rapids. And three of the men... They they pretty much chicken out, and they get off the boat on the side. <laughs> Again, they're in a canyon, um, but random bank of the river. And they, they're, like, trying to convince the other guys. They're like, we'll die if we keep going down this river. Like, this is too crazy. We don't know what's coming up. Like, it's just getting crazier and crazier. We'll um, die if we stop, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Powell and the rest of the men carry on. So these guys just go off into the wilderness as the other guys pull off on the boat. Fuck. And leave. Um, and they push through the rapids, these guys in the boats, which is a grueling process, but eventually, two days later, make it to the mouth of the Virgin River and make it back to civilization just fine. That's cool. Powell leads his men to victory. Sexy. Um, but, oh, they start looking for the other three guys. No. And they realize they never made it. They never show up. Saw that one coming. <laughs> so they, they start to look for them and eventually find out. That the men had been killed by the Shivwit Native Americans in the woods. They were mistaken as the murderers of one of the tribeswomen who had died recently. 
So, like, these three guys that get off the boat, like, we're not going to make it if we go down the river are actually the ones that died. It's like super weird twist yeah. of fate kind of thing. Because they were mistaken as murderers. Yeah. Just three white guys roll up and you're like, we have a mysterious death and now we yeah. have these mysterious men. Pretty two easy and to two. Like, yeah. yeah. To be like, oh, this is something going on here. But yeah, that one was weird to me. It's just like, you have this guy who is pretty confident in what he's doing and three guys trying to be like, I know better. Like, we're yeah. not going to make it. And then they... All three of them. Get lost in the woods and died. Yeah. So. Weird. Karma. Next, we have. Also super impressive, but he was an amputee in the 1800s. Yeah, right? I thought that was interesting. You would think that they would have botched that. I always think, like, people like that are so interesting, too. He lost an arm in a war. Mm -hmm. And was like, all right, now I'm going to sail down this uncharted river. No, pop off. <laughs> like, no, pop off. How, how I'm trying to be. I want to read about his life. Mm -hmm. Like, tell me more about this Powell's dude. next. The Pow Powell gets an episode. No. We've what? covered weirder things. No, for real. Speaking of weird things. No. This section of my notes is just called The Planes. <laughs> what? <laughs> planes, like, with an I or planes with an E? No, like, planes in the sky. Planes in the sky, great. <laughs> Remember the last time you talked about planes on this podcast? It was yeah. the fucking Bermuda Triangle, and there so. were two plane crashes for the same crash. So, there are a surprising amount of plane crashes in the Grand Canyon. How? <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> Do you go straight down? How does that happen? It's usually, it was like... Ye olden times of planes. <laughs> That's my favorite saying ever, if you can't tell. Ye old planes. That's drink, the name of this Drink episode. every time I say ye old. <laughs> there were a few episodes. episodes ago, all of the titles were like ye old Instacart. <laughs> it's my favorite joke. Anyway, <laughs> ye old planes. Um, you know, bad weather, not too many great rules on when and where and how you can fly. Right. Um, so there's even one area that's kind of near an airport that I saw in one source, referred to as an airplane graveyard. Ew. Because it had about 10 plane crashes in it. Um, but this one, I think you will find especially interesting. And that is because, for the second time on the podcast, we are talking about planes crashing into each other. Okay. <laughs> you know, no one has been able to explain it to us yet. I, I can explain this one a little bit better. Okay, but how do planes crash into each other? <laughs> this one, this one, like, actually has a reason. Just go up. <laughs> how do planes crash into each other? If somebody can answer it this episode, you didn't answer it last time, <laughs> so answer it this time. This one does have a little bit more explanation than the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> That's not hard. Exactly. Um, but this is a very serious event. I had to, like, get that funny bit out the way, because this does get kind of serious for a second okay, um, but it is still known as one of the deadliest airline disasters in american history oh my god um and it leads to radical shifts in how we perform airline communication really yeah it's a, this is a huge event in like airline history okay um won't get into gruesome details but on june 30th 1956 United Airlines Flight 718 and TWA Flight 2 crash in midair directly over the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. Uh, the wreckage is found the next day by search and rescue, and the Civil Aeronautics Board 
con- they conduct like an investigation immediately to determine the cause. Okay. They found that both pilots had unknowingly deterred from their routes and had been flying at the same altitude in the same area and had no idea to do- due to immense cloud cover in the area. Oh. They didn't see each other until it was last second too late. Until they were impacting. Yeah. yeah. They were facing turbulent weather, and even though the rules at the time about communication and visuals were followed, they ultimately caused them and 128 passengers their lives. So, oh like, God. these pilots weren't doing anything weird. The rules were just very bare bones. Mm-hmm. Like, what they were supposed to be saying and, like, when they're supposed to be updating their locations, they were doing it. It just wasn't enough. Yeah. And that's why this leads to huge shifts in airline communication rules okay. about, like, what weather Good. you can fly in. In bad weather, what kind of updates you have to give, how often. Mm -hmm. It's a huge thing. Um, So, yeah. Huge revisions to the rules after that. Um, You want to understand, like, where people are in the air, when you can take off, and what conditions you can take off and fly in, when do you have to emergency land. Um, And this area of the canyon is now referred to as Crash Canyon. And you can still see some of the wreckage from the planes. Whoa. the sun's out, you can see the metal being reflected off of. Because, I mean, the Grand Canyon is so deep, but you can you can see on the bottom. Um, before I jump to the next thing. Did anyone survive? No. Not that I saw. Well, I guess not because you crash in midair. Yeah, you crash midair. And, and then fall into the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Like, fall deeper than even if you were to hit the ground. Yeah, you're way up there. I just thought that was, like, the coincidence that you're over the Grand Canyon. Right. They like, fell straight into the canyon. That's insane yeah. to me. Also that there's, like, other airplane crashes. Also weird. But, yeah, that, um, I couldn't pass up not telling you about another plane crash no. in the air after the first one. Uh, but also near Crash Canyon is an area known as the, Sip- I don't want to say it wrong, Sapapu, which is Hopi Mythos. Okay. It's the opening to their underworld. Oh. Is in the Grand Canyon, actually in Crash Canyon. So super nearby where this happened. That's ironic. Bad vibes, but interesting. They refer to the Sapapu as the place of the emergence, which sounded weird also. It's like where... The, it's the gateway where the underworld meets the overworld kind okay. of vibes. It's what this... is emerging? <laughs> we'll get to it. It sounds like um, where you go, it's not just, where you come out of. It's like not even that big. You can see it from the rim, mm-hmm. but you get a much better view in the water. Uh, it's on like the bank of the river, and it's just like this really red sand mound. Mm-hmm. It's not that big, okay. but it is the emergence. The place of the emergence, Pop excuse off. me. Um Many people are still superstitious about the area, and allegedly even helicopter pilots won't look down when crossing it. It's very much like a almost Bermuda Triangle kind of area, and it does have these plane crashes that happen right at it. I believe so it. So people will connect the dots there. Um, people also tell stories about ghosts, disembodied voices, mysterious death, and all sorts of stuff in the area. There was also one thing I couldn't find... Um, I did find similar in the area. I don't know if it was like on the mound or something, but nearby, someone was struck by lightning. What? Um, what? <laughs> so, uh, also, people report like getting lightheaded here. Like, you just get like, you feel more nervous here, like, even without knowing the story. Still so, thinking about the lightning. 
Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, what the fuck? The thing that emerges in Hopi legend is their god of death. Okay. Which lives in the canyon, but emerges from, you know, he, he uh, is in the underworld, emerges from it, and then, like, hangs out, lives in the canyon when cool. he's in our world. Name is, where is it? He's known as Massaw, and he is, like, their grim reaper. He's just, like, the protector of the underworld, protector of the gate. Allegedly, if you see glowing lights in the canyon that seem to be coming closer to you, or you hear rocks tapping against each other, Massaw might be after you. Whoa. Whoa. Because there's a lot of death in the canyon, so he said he is, he is the bringer of this death. The rocks tapping against each other is really freaking me out. Right. Like, imagine you just hear, like, that clicking. Like, Bigfoot trying to communicate with you. I would cry. I would literally start sobbing and just be like, no, Um, I know you're hot. All the gods of death are always hot. Just leave me alone. The next one. (laughs) Do you need a breath for a second? I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Okay. The next one. This one's a lot. Okay. You're not going to like this one. Oh. (laughs) You're going to like it. It's a lot. So. Is it aliens? No. It's a mule. Another mule? Named Bridie. Bridie? (laughs) Bridie the mule. Uh, He was a beloved donkey that lived all over the canyon, and he was liked by the guests. He was popularized... Jesus Christ. He was popularized... Popularized? Popularized, jeez. By the book Bridie of the Grand Canyon, written by... Mar- Margaret Thatcher. Not, not Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> no, Henry. Okay. Um, I don't know why I couldn't talk through that sentence. You're good. It happens to the best of us. It's, it's a, the milkshake. Yeah, the milkshake. Um, so, yeah, it's a children's book. It's, like, illustrated about Bridie's adventure in the Grand Canyon. It talks, like, all about his life in the park. You know, goes over, like, he was found at an abandoned campsite, and he was adopted by workers who used him to carry water. And it, like, goes through adventures. Um, but this is a real mule that okay. worked in the Grand Canyon, was found at an abandoned campsite. Um, the person who left him there is thought to have drowned in the river, but we can't confirm this info. They just disappear, and he's left at the camp. All by himself. And, yeah, they're... He's actually found before the park is officially a national park and so he was helping with construction for a little bit but then becomes a water donkey what the fuck is a water donkey he's just carrying water oh okay (laughs) oh no what do you think it was i really don't know i was like they make him cross the river by himself no (laughs) i was like they make him lug shit across the river by himself he just walks across like horses Uh, he would eat pancakes He always was getting in trouble. He liked her. He didn't like to be a domestic donkey. He would run away a lot, escape. Let him go. Uh, he would let kids ride him sometimes. Uh, he liked to be in pictures. Uh, he was very docile, mm-hmm. like, with people. He wasn't a danger to be around people. He just didn't like to work was his thing. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's me. I'm Brighty. <laughs> So, yeah, he becomes a smash hit with a growing number of guests at this time. Um, uh, I forgot to talk about this this early. <laughs> anyway, the book is a very lighthearted read. It's a kid's book. 
Uh, it fails to explain what happens to Bridie. I don't want this. And it's for good reason, because it's actually just very horrifying. I really don't <laughs> want this. Uh, so, a thief and a former Marine and Bridie all find their way to an abandoned cabin Wait, in the park. A thief and a former Marine <laughs> two and guys, Bridie? Two guys. So it's two guys. So it's a thief and a former Marine. Not and a, a former Marine who was a thief. No, no, no. Thief, Marine. Three people. Neil. Okay. Is our line. That's the name of this week's episode. The thief finds his way to the cabin. Bridie, he finds Bridie and then finds the cabin. And then the Marine shows up later. Okay. Uh, there's a terrible winter storm in 1921. The area, it's in the middle of a national park. There's like nothing over here. I like know where stranded this is from going. civilization. It's pretty obvious to see where this is going. Because as survival gets harder, Bridie was made into Bridie's steak for dinner. Um, of course. And when they ran out of meat, they boiled his bones to make Bridie soup for dinner. <laughs> and that's the end of this episode. Um, that's the end of the podcast, actually. Thank you for your time. But this is not the end of the Bridie story. Don't bother leaving us an iTunes review. <laughs> it's it's over. over now. Okay, it's over now. You thought I cried when that little alien died? <laughs> you ain't seen shit yet. No, the story gets better. I do remember why I put it so early on. I was like, I can't end on that note. So, Bridie leaves a great legacy, even though his death is horrific. Um, there is a statue of Bridie at the park. And lots of pictures with great stories captioning them. Um, I'm going to go through some of the stories and then come back to this statue because it gets a little crazy with the statue. Of course the statue gets crazy. Does the statue not want to work either? Does it just <laughs> get up and walk away? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't put it no, past the Grand Canyon No, but it is the center of a huge controversy within the Grand Canyon and, like, within the states. Um, so, like, but anyway... Just to leave Bridie on a better note, uh, he loved to help the game warden's young son move water. Like I said, he didn't like to work. He hated heavy packs uh, and would often find a way to, like, knock them off when people put him on. Nice. He would just be left to wander during, like, summer and spring mm -hmm. and explore the park and be this, like, chill donkey that would just hang out with the guests sometimes. But people would find him and just, like, try to make him work. They were like, oh, free mule. And he would just, like go up against a tree and scratch the straps holding <laughs> the um packs on his back until they fell off nice. and then he'd just run away and like was famous for this solid um and so like after the book like i talked about the kid's book a movie is made both of which leave out his death uh <laughs> conveniently leave out the part where he's eaten it's can't terrifying. imagine why the film director actually is the one who has the statue made and donates to the park after like the movie is wrapped up Aww. um and like i said this statue is wrapped up in a ton of controversy why um the park at the grand canyon park after bridey's death began killing burrows because they are not native and continued to do so despite legislation that protected the burrows, uh, which can be hennies or mules. That's why yeah. I'm just saying burrows. Um, because they are vital to American history. Um, there's another piece of legislation that lets them do this that said parks had the duty of maintaining and protecting the original and natural ecosystems. So their stance is like, 
The burrows were brought here for work. They're invasive and begin killing them, even though they are protected species. And this is all kind of under wraps because they're, they're killing a bunch of these mules just after, like, a famous one dies. Yeah. Um, but the public does find out about the mule murders, Good. and they get pissed rightfully. Um, especially because Bridie had touched the hearts of so many guests. The statue had become a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. It was one of those statues that, like, if you rubbed Bridie's nose, you get good luck. Aww. And so people would just, like, you know, it was like a hot spot. You'd take your picture with Bridie when you came in. Um, and the statue's still there? Yes. Did you see it? I did not go to the spot. This is, It's on the north rim, and I saw the south rim. Uh, and then the weather got bad. Gotcha. Um, So we didn't make it over there. I have to ask. I never know what you saw. In, you saw Route 66. Like, I did. I, I saw radiator fucking springs. <laughs> it was sick. Um. Anyway, the park gets wind that the public knows. And instead of, like, doing the right thing and stop killing burrows... They decide to put the statue in storage because they hope it'll make the public outrage die down, and that is so dumb. <laughs> That's the dumbest Literally, thing I've ever heard. Why would that fix anyway? Anyway, people get even more mad. As they should. There's huge campaigns started against uh, the park at this point. Damn. Um, until the park has to, not has to, they relocate the rest of the mules and bring them back, the mules and the hennies, and bring back the statue, Good. which is still at the park today. It's on the Grand Canyon. It's not on. In the Grand Canyon Lodge on the North Rim. Okay. So there's two. There's multiple entrances to the Grand Canyon National Park. Right. And you can't, like, get from one side to the other very easy. So, like, you got to, Yeah, like, because it's a canyon. Yeah, you got to go through <laughs> to the South Rim, which is where all, like, the lookouts are. Okay. Like, entrances to a lot of the hikes you can do. Okay. The big museum, the big gift shops are over here. The North Rim is a little bit more wild. It has a little bit more, like, harder hikes, like, camping set up. Gotcha. More wilderness. But there is stuff over there. There is stuff to see, like the Grand Canyon Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, which and Bridie. is where you can find Bridie. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he was eaten, <laughs> that's really fucked up. I find that out after I started writing the stuff about Bridie. Like, I was just going to talk about the controversy of the, the uh, burrow killing. And then you find out that he was eaten. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I also forgot about the existence of hennies, which if that's n- news to you, uh, a mule is, oh, I hope I get this right. Um, I'm going to get it wrong. That's fair. One's female horse, male donkey one's female donkey male horse how does that work oh because like i okay yeah they they both lead to infertile like a mule can't breed you know a hen yeah. can't breed but they are an animal still they're just like i guess not a species because they can't breed wait then how do the donkeys breed donkeys can breed donkeys can breed with donkeys and make more donkeys horses can breed with horses and make, make more horses, horses. A mule and a mule can't breed and make more mules. Because a donkey yeah. and a horse have to breed to make a mule. Yeah, and it's, like, to do with the number of chromosomes that right. get made. Because, like, some things can interbreed, but it doesn't really work out genetically, so they come out in... It's like that shit with the ligers, You right? can't split it down the middle, so you can't make gametes with half the number of chromosomes. Right. One has more than the other, and it doesn't compute, and it doesn't work. Is that the same deal with ligers? 
like, like a lion and a tiger mate and make a liger but yeah. ligers can't mate with ligers yeah, yeah, yeah ligers and there is another name for when a, a male tiger and a female lion mate is a different thing than when a male one oh, and a fe- there is another because name. they can't breed yeah gotcha so there's two different things that are made um that's so interesting i'm so glad you know so many things um <laughs> you tell me so many interesting things let's go I, I just thought, side note, I was talking about that the other day. I was like, I'm so glad I changed my major. Like, I hadn't regretted it once. And, like, one of the big reasons is I feel like my, my fun facts are so much cooler now. Yeah, because before you were in engineering. Yeah, electrical engineering. It's just calculus. I'd be like, wow, if you, like, take the integral of this, it's this. No. Boring. I'm here to hear about <laughs> the donkeys and the mules. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I like, forgot that that was a thing. I knew that, like, mules couldn't breed. I did But I forgot that hennies... Hennies are much more, like, they don't occur as much. Um, I don't know why. They're just much less common. Well, it's probably the combo, right? Yeah. I, I was like, maybe if it's... Like, one of those combination has to be more difficult in the wild than the other. Yeah. I guess, like, if you have a male horse on top of a... How do- how do horses have sex? They have really big penises. Yeah, I know that. Massive. You know, maybe I don't want to go down this thought process no. anymore. One time we were going to prank a horse girl. It was mean. It was just mean. I was a bully when I was in junior high. <laughs> um, disclaimer, I am aware of it. I have <laughs> repented and moved on. She was a horse girl, horse girl. Okay. Like, I might cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back you, from what I inevitably cut out of the podcast. <laughs> I did not learn from my mistakes. I wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't have been that bad of a prank, though. <laughs> like, I mean, I get, yeah, if you weren't friends with her, that's bad. No. I, like, if you send that to a friend, that's funny. That's funny <laughs> as hell. But if you don't know this person and you're just like... No, she hated me and she stole all my friends, but it's fine. Oh, damn. No, it's fine because I'm friends with them now. We'll circle back to You know, this. one of them is John. I bleeped <laughs> all of that out, and I know deep in my heart that John will know exactly <laughs> the story that I just told, and I'm going to get a text when this podcast John, yes, please confirm. That's like, thank you for cutting that out. We were very <laughs> bad people. <laughs> that's so good. John and I are, we, we're, we've been, I know, he's, <laughs> he's so important to me um i love you john we dated for 16 hours once. i think we talked about yeah. this <laughs> no john and i have been friends since we were in seventh grade and we were writing batman fan fiction <laughs> at p.e john is i love this man anyway so it was good fan fiction too one of our episodes we should just read it no we should just like random episodes no. sprinkled in i we can't. i feel like we should have a monster high episode we can't no john and i <laughs> i can't talk about john because he is like one of my favorite people so i will just start like tell reminiscing and yeah. i love him the last thing though is that john and i once for like a like a whole school year we had this notebook that we passed back and forth whenever we saw each other in the hallway 
it was so cool like it was like by the time we finished it was pretty fucking thick but it was like art and we would write letters to each other like it was the fucking regency era like (laughs) my dearest john my dearest jonathan (laughs) my dearest my dearest jonathan (laughs) jonathan viscount jonathan it was all dungeons and dragons too we were bad kids that's so cool though no yeah it was a cool journal he's also a very gifted artist do like does someone still have the the notebook i'm sure john does i'm sure there was a few notebooks that went around for a while because people tried to copy us oh no yeah there was a lot one of them was the girl (laughs) it was the whole thing full circle but no jonathan and i were writing notes to each other because (laughs) (laughs) but i'm i'm it's fine now i'm cutting that out (laughs) (laughs) anyway tell me more about the grand canyon please stop please stop me talking so we have talked a lot about death so far and mules and mules that die some solved, some unsolved. Uh, so I want to finally introduce to you something that blew my mind. Why are uh, you waving scissors? I know around? I started playing with these like they're a fidget toy. I'm gonna put them Here. down. I have. <laughs> oh, it's right. Let's go, fidget toys. Come on. <laughs> it's too tall. Yes. Is this these magnets? Yeah. Here, I'll give you half, and I'll take half. I was playing with them when you did the Bigfoot episode, and you can't hear them on the mic. That's epic. Okay. <laughs> I was talking about Bigfoot earlier with my mom, just, like, recounting some of the things I told. I was like, I really did a Bigfoot episode. Does mom believe in Bigfoot? No. Okay, that's fair. I didn't expect her to. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Does dad? I don't think so. He was at a golf tournament, though. <laughs> I couldn't ask for clarification. Okay. <laughs> um... My dad just texted me. Whoa, that was creepy. <laughs> Ask him if he believes in Bigfoot. He's going to send you back. I don't know. Why? Nobody answered my question. <laughs> Does dad believe in Bigfoot? That's was, the name he of He sent something in a, a, a group chat. So I just said, Does anyone here believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> And they're talking about coconut shrimp. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. And they're talking about coconut shrimp. Okay, back to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> also, there's theories that Bigfoot are in the Grand Canyon. But anyway, something that blew my mind is the fact that Coconino County's police force has a dedicated squad for investigating cold cases in the Grand Canyon. Wow. Because so much stuff happens here. Um, oh, Coconino County is where the Grand Canyon is. I figured. Um, I thought you were going to say coconut shrimp at first. Yeah, Coconut Shrimp County is <laughs> where, um, no. But so many unidentified remains have been found. So many identified remains have been found. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many unsolved cases in general of missing people, of murders, creepy things in general at the canyon that they're always busy that this force was like always getting bogged down with the stuff so they made it their own like specialized force for handling cold cases in the grand canyon called the cold case squad that'd be a good show yeah i want to go i want to i want to know what's going on in here i have one that i found that they are investigating still and it is an unsolved murder from 1975 all that was ever found was a shirt that had 36 stab wounds <gasps> holes yeah no yeah i don't know <laughs> that 
that made sense to me. Holes in this shirt, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a woman's shirt. They believe it was worn by a woman. And for undisclosed reasons, the police believe it may have been done by the Outlaws Motorcycle Gang. But that's all that's ever been said to the public. We still don't know who exactly did it, who was killed. Like, they don't, we don't know the name. Oh, wow. Um, Or where the body is. We just have the shirt with stab wounds in it. Whoa. So, lots of stuff like that. Skeletons have been found by people boating in the water. Oh, my God. No. Um, that scared me so much. There's been, there was a body found, like, in, like, a, a waterfall area. Like, behind the waterfall. Like, an <gasps> action like movie. Yeah. Oh, um, no. Stuff like that. So, but I thought that was crazy that they have a dedicated squad. That, oh, like, yeah. the squad's still there, still working for cold cases in the Grand Canyon. No, that's that's insane. That's like having specifically a cold case squad that investigates only Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? What, yeah, what's another big part? Like, having a cold case squad for Yellowstone. That needs it, though. You how, think you so? know how many people go missing in Yellowstone a year? A yeah. lot. Same here. A like, lot. That, there's so many missing people that they've had to do this. So, no. Yeah, maybe we need... Yellowstone, get on the boat. You know what I bet has a lot of missing people? Mm-hmm. The National Park uh, Mammoth Caves. The huge cave system. Oh, that's just a I national don't park. Think about that. Oh no! Ew. I, mm. I wonder. I'm gonna look that up. That might be an episode if I find anything cool. No, I don't want to think about that at all. Um, cause I like I keep coming back to trying to do a missing four elevens case or episode. Mm-hmm. Like people who go missing in national parks under weird circumstances. No, there's so much. Like, no, some weird stuff happens. You'd have to pick one case, and even then, like, I, I started watching a documentary on a kid, and Ooh. it was, no, it was terrible. It was, like, it was his, him and his parents and his grandparents all, like, at an RV park. They turned around for five minutes and never saw him again. Yo. Like, he just walked off. Oh, in the woods? Mm-hmm. And they never found him. That Nobody the, either. Yeah, that when you can't, you, you don't even know where they went. Like, the people missing in the boat. Like, you have yeah. not a single clue what happened to them. You can only just start speculating. Yeah. That, that like, rubs me in such a, a wrong way. Missing I, 411 is terrible. Especially a kid. Yeah. Do you remember when Seems Ashley like got, got went missing in Disney World? I do remember that. But I it was do the same thing. That. Your mom was really mad at my dad, justifiably. He lost her. Like, <laughs> it was my dad's fault. <laughs> but no, it was one of those things. Like, we all turned around for, like, five seconds. And she got distracted looking at the, the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Literally for five seconds. And she's missing in Disney World. No, yeah, it was really like, scary. Like, you don't know if someone kidnapped there. or I remember, like, we were just, like, sleeping in the stroller. Mm-hmm. We were little kids. Yeah. But, like, I was old enough was... to walk. I was walking with my dad. Yeah, and we were, like. Or at least I think I was. I don't know. People were running around. Every- I just remember all the adults scattered. No, yeah, it was It was bad. crazy. Except Grandpa, who was, who sat with us, the, the ones who had to stay in the strollers. Yeah. Grandpa always got stuck with the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grandpa really was. I, I love our Grandpa. Just, no. Our Grandpa. Our Grandpa. Sent <laughs> Emily. Stop laughing. Sent Emily to my house, my abode. This happened a few hours ago with a baby doll. It's naked. It's made out of porcelain. It's not naked. She has a nightgown on. She has a nightgown on. It looks like a pillowcase. Emily was holding it upside down by the feet when when the door opened. And you know what the response was? I was like, what the fuck is that? And she was like, 
Grandpa said it was crying. <laughs> I had to get it out of the house. It's yours. It's yours. I'm going to call my grandfather tomorrow. It's and porcelain. Like, what the fuck, Grandpa? Only one of its eyes has eyelashes. <laughs> no. The, the, its body, like, under the clothes is just, like... A pillow. Yeah, like, it's sewn together fabric. It's not like a baby doll. It's just, like, potato sacks with porcelain head and hands. I'm gonna throw up. I like to leave it seat belted back, like in the backseat of my car, because people get in. They're like, what is this? Oh, also to clarify, we did find Ashley in Disney World. Oh, yeah, Ashley's. <laughs> Ashley listens to the podcast. <laughs> like, we did find Ashley. Actually, two cast members found Ashley. Yeah, we, we did not find Ashley was returned to us. Yeah. What adult found her, though? Your dad. It was my dad. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. have a memory of us, because I remember he was freaking out because I. At least my memory was that it was my dad's fault. Like, he was the adult that was the furthest back in the crowd and, like, was holding my hand. Yeah. So, like, he should have noticed. That, yeah, we all pass up Ashley. No, we all walked but, away. No, we all pass up Ashley. No, but... It was a group effort. <laughs> we all, like, did not do our part. To be fair, I was a baby in a stroller. So. To be fair, Ashley did not do her part. <laughs> Ashley's her twin. Why was Ashley not in the stroller? Ashley wanted to see that jewelry, okay? But and no, nobody yeah. said no. She found, Ashley was found by cast members who gave her a really cool pin. And, and stickers. She had like a roll of goofy stickers. Yeah. She got pins. But didn't she? I wanted to get lost after that. No, me too. <laughs> She was rewarded. But didn't she just walk up to Cass? She wasn't even freaking out or anything, didn't she? She, she just, just like, walked, walked up, up to them and was like, said, hey, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be so funny. You know, Imagine being like a college kid working in the Disney program and it's like all day, every day you're out in the hot park not getting to do any of the fun stuff. It, it was, was like, like 2004. Night- yeah, nighttime. It was nighttime. The park was closing. Like we were heading out and that's why we left Ashley. <laughs> this, this these crowd, these crew members, this little kid just walks up and is like, hey, I'm lost. lost. And everyone is flooding out of the parks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. That was a trip and a half. <laughs> yeah. You uh-huh. and I got matching stuffed animals that trip, right? Oh, you I had did. Stitch was... in the, uh, the, the, the outfit. Yeah. The... And I had Lilo. Yeah. What else happened? <sighs> That's all I remember. The, yeah, uh, Ashley getting lost. Is Ashley getting the lost. The core memory. And I gained waiting from in that. lines at Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Playing with the stuffed animals is all I remember. Yeah. My sister was a baby back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love her. She doesn't actually, no, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> she, she told me it was too boring. Uh. No, how she dare. never opened it. She was just like, "Yeah, I know you're boring." Oh my god, are you done? No, like, I have like okay. one more thing. Okay, it was. It's a good time to. <laughs> we to... really went downhill. So yeah. Long story short, the Grand Canyon is a stunning place that is also immensely dangerous okay. and kind of creepy when you get into the nitty gritty. Um, I'm glad I read a lot of these stories after, because I was not afraid when I went, and right. now I'm very much so. Um, uh, yeah. You know, we're probably lowballing that number I said in the beginning of 700 to 800 deaths, given how many skeletons that have been found and known deaths that we have. Like, yeah. we know that stuff wasn't documented well, and there's deaths we don't have accounted for in that number. Um, 
But yeah, the canyon has seen everything um, from suicide to murder torture schemes. What? I didn't cover those, but yeah, there was some murder torture in the Grand Canyon. In uh, the canyon? By yeah. who? People, I, I go over and say it, but like, there's a lot of like, don't go off in the Grand Canyon alone or at night. You can't go at night because it's closed, but if you like camp there, you do not wander off. Why? Because there's a weird amount of murders in the Grand Canyon. What the um, is but it yeah, just we, because it's, like, a tourist thing? Yeah, I think it's also, like, a natural beauty, so you want to, like, taint that. Yeah. You feel powerful by, like, ruining that image. I don't know. Uh, it also seems like plane crashes to animal attacks. Apparently, rock squirrels are super vicious. Um, <laughs> rock squirrels? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, gray squirrels. And they're vicious. Yeah, they're, like, known for wanting to bite people. Ew. I saw one, and he just walked right by me. He didn't seem that bad, but, you know, so maybe they have a bad rap. Or maybe yours was the outlier. (laughs) Or maybe I'm one of the rock squirrels. Stop. (laughs) Uh, There was um, even a man who died because he was pretending to fall off the canyon to scare some people, and he fell in. Okay, that sounds like you did it to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, like... Don't be dumb around a 700-foot drop in some places. No, yeah, that just sounds... Like, almost sheer cliff in some places. Um, Like I said, there's an alarming amount of murders here, and still to this day, uh, you should, if you're camping, be aware that there are people out there wanting to do bad things. And maybe don't Um, camp. There are wild areas, like the North Rim is much more wilder than the South Rim, so low traffic areas and so be careful be aware of who you're with where you are when you go to places that are in the middle of the world even though it's like a natural wonder that seems it's visited it's the most visited national park Mm -hmm. ever and still this stuff happens so be safe and i think that's why it gets so many murders because because people Treat it as a challenge. That's no. super messed up, but, like, And tourist destinations up. are always, like, super fucked up. Because yeah. it's, like, you know that that's where you go to find people who are not from the area. Yeah, not from the area. Guard down. Yeah. Don't know what they're doing. I saw a TikTok yesterday of these two girls who were backpacking around Europe, and everything went wrong. I saw that. And then did you see the comments, though, where it was, like, one of the things that happened to them out of the thousand things that went wrong for them was that they got robbed in Rome. Yeah. And all of the comments were, like, getting robbed in Rome is, like, a, a rite of passage for backpackers. Like, everybody gets robbed in Rome. Because if you see young it's adults Paris walking too. around with a backpack on, yeah, kind of confused, don't know the language, you know they're a backpacker and you... My know own. that they're not gonna know what's going on my high school french teacher used to tell us a lot they're like parisian scams are like a big thing where like a man will stop you and like give you a flower or like put a bracelet on you and be like wow you're just so beautiful and like lock it onto your wrist and be like okay so now you're gonna pay for it yeah or like you know pickpockets or a thing like egypt oh my gosh yeah. as soon as you're off the plane the police will do it, too. They'll be like, you need these permits to have this whatever, drone, phone, yeah, camera here. And then they'll be like, oops, you got the wrong one. Like, you have to get this one. And they will just rack up money wherever yeah. they can. And it sucks, like, c- because it's a tourist de- destination and because so many people live in poverty in that area, they've resorted to doing that. Yeah. 
and it gives them a bad rap but it's like they're the areas that they're in prioritize the tourism more than taking care of their people yeah kind of stuff like that so it's you just got to know that when you're traveling though yeah don't go to paris with your phone in your back pocket yeah oh my gosh or don't, new orleans don't wear don't ever have your phone in your back pocket that. you like accidentally sit on it and bend the screen and get ghost typing anyway let me wrap this up okay. real quick. <laughs> i was gonna list like crazy deaths at first like that was one of my first ideas when i picked up the book but i don't want to trivialize anything because it's a lot of deaths and once you just start rattling things off you like lose the details yeah and it's important to like pay respects to people involved and right you know make it not just some like bingo card of like what weird thing happened today um ned palmer cheated on his wife <laughs> oh my gosh uh but yeah there is a way i didn't want to like leave people hanging because there is a lot of really interesting material here there is an interactive map called over the edge same people that did the book mm -hmm. over the edge and it documents every death that has occurred at the canyon that we know about it even has unsolved deaths and like found skeletons and stuff you move through the map by clicking on highlighted tiles mm -hmm. and it gives you like proper details about each incident, when, where, who's involved, like Damn. a proper case read up instead yeah. of just reading off how people died. What a resource. Um, it was super cool to go through. I do want to put a content warning here just because I'm like telling you the website. I also want to say it is heavy stuff. It is very straightforward manner that this information is giving to you and clicking on them can be really overwhelming. There is somewhat of content warnings on some of the weirder ones like there's a little picture emblems mm -hmm. saying what kind of death it is but you'll click on stuff and it'll be super blunt matter of fact what happens specifically there are suicides at the grand canyon yeah and not the best denoted like which ones are suicide and which ones are like incidents mm -hmm. so you could click on something and read something pretty triggering yeah and a lot of these are done in grandiose ways that add to the sadness so Please be aware of this before visiting the site. Um, we love a disclaimer. There was some crazy ones on there. There was a guy who jumped from a helicopter. What? There was a guy who jumped with the suicide note in his pocket. And it was super sad. That one, there were, um, he, he apologized in his suicide note for making a mess, which is super gruesome, but like. That wasn't even the worst of stuff on there that I, like, clicked through and found. And it, there's no warning. You just start reading and you hit that. How, um, how do you jump out of a helicopter? He, put, he fought his way up the front and got out the front door. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's, it was, there's some really intense stuff on there. Um, and that was, uh, like, one of those was one of the first ones I clicked. I had no clue what I was clicking, and I read that first. Oh there God. is content warnings when you go on because it's a website about death, but, like, be careful scrolling around. Yeah. Don't just open the website randomly if you are, like, not in the mental space to do so. Um, it was interesting to see, like, the layout of where specific types of death take place. Like, you can see that what these people refer to as the airplane graveyard. Mm -hmm. They do have airplane crashes. On uh, the like, map. Yeah. You can, like, they have little tiles. Mm -hmm. that are specific to airplane crashes so you it's like you can see some interesting stuff like that like layouts of stuff um but again it's real life stories um not sugar-coated in any way and it's hundreds and hundreds of them on this website Damn. so know that before you explore i wanted to give a warning since i was giving like telling people to go to the website i didn't yeah. want to say nothing that about like what the website was but yeah that's my wild stories from the grand canyon that was insane. Um, still thinking about the plane graveyard. 
also the donkey. Um, the donkey like traumatized me. No, I, I had to share. That really makes me feel ill. Um, I tried to go through it fast and then jump back into the donkey like lightheartedness. Also, no. as a mule, not a donkey. Well, maybe mule, not a donkey. We yeah, he couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that was a wild. That right, and there was so much more. I cut stuff out. Like, I, there's I, literally, I could not stop finding stories once I started looking. Imagine being. On I can do helicopter. a part two. <laughs> oh my yeah. Like no, that's a very scary thought to me. Like jumping out of a helicopter. That sounds into the grand. And of all, and that's. I don't want to call it a coincidence because it probably is not a coincidence, but like, no, like it was even a helicopter a... tour of the Grand Canyon. Okay, but even like a plane crashing conveniently above the Grand Canyon of all places, is weird, weird over the 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 like native like almost it's like almost uh, Bermuda Triangle vibes. Like I said, no, like yeah. it, it was over like this famous spot that. People get real bad vibes from still. Isn't it crazy that those areas just exist? Like, yeah. There's the Bermuda. There's also what's it called? The Devil's something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I th- it's like a really big plateau, and like the oh yeah the the oh my god what is it called? The Devil's Tower or something. The Devil's Tower or something like that where it's like there just is no cell service. Yeah. And like that the fact that those areas exist, and we just can't explain some of it. Side note: While you were talking, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, when you're talking about the river and like all the skeletons found in the river, have you heard about that stuff with Lake Tahoe? Oh, like the lake that's so like, it's too cold. Oh, so like the bodies don't decompose. Oh, I have heard that, but I thought you were talking about the lake in California that's um draining right now. The drought's so bad that mm-hmm. it, the water levels way lower than it's ever been, and they just keep finding, finding bodies. bodies. Yeah, we talked about that with the um, cause I told you about that. There wasn't that article that came out, like, body found in a barrel. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. somebody posted a TikTok of them sitting on the barrel when they went on their vacation. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I forgot um, about that. It was just, like, a beach picture. It was gross. But, no, I'm talking about Lake Tahoe. The bottom of it, like, doesn't reach above negative yeah. 30 degrees or something insane. So, bodies just don't decompose. And so, they found, like, a, a diver... From, like, the 1900s and, like, all this crazy stuff because these bodies don't don't decompose. Crazy. Do you recognize the bodies in the water? At SCP, you don't Uh, recognize it. has a lot more meaning now. Oh, my gosh. Um, We've quoted that a few times on the podcast and, like, I don't think I ever explained it. We should. And we're not going to because you don't recognize the bodies in the water. We haven't done an... I was almost going to tell you what it is. We haven't done an SCP in a while, though. If that spoils what the thing is, oh what? well. We haven't done an SCP in a while. What thing? The the bodies in the water. Oh, I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about? What do you know that I don't?" <laughs> but no, yeah. We really haven't. I don't know. Do y'all like the SCPs? They're fun for me, but I like, enjoy them. I played the games. Like... Yeah. I just like the. The way people's brains work to, like, yeah. conceptualize them is insane. The universe is so cool. I saw somebody trying to mansplain SCP-1, though, like, 001, in, like, a comment section. They were like, no, it's actually this. And it's like, no, there's a bunch of fakes. Um, yeah, and there is a... supposed to know what the first one is. Yeah, there's a bunch of 
first, like, canon first ones. Yeah. There's also different universes in the SCP universe. Yeah. Or, like, different canon. So it depends on which canon you subscribe to also. Yeah. So if you're going to mansplain something, at least do it right. Facts. I think that you guys forget that I was a Homestuck fan. I don't bring that back up. We got to stop bringing that up on the podcast. So, like, <laughs> when people listen backwards, they don't immediately hate us. Like, they can get to that part later. I don't know. I feel like I kind of fear the people who listen backwards. So, like, I Caroline? want their respect. Caroline? Yeah, I want Caroline's respect. I don't want Caroline to, to bully me about middle school. No, Caroline brutally listens backwards, <laughs> unapologetically. Was like, yeah, I started from episode 45 and went back. I, I thought about it more, though. Like, that kind of makes sense on something that's episodic like this. Because, you know, we've definitely improved since... Oh, yeah. Episode one. Like, you get a good view of, like, how we actually podcast instead of, like, the first few. The first three were all recorded in the same weekend. Yeah, yeah. so they're they're done. You can tell we're nervous. We're still getting into the groove of things. Now we just make jokes the whole time. And yeah. Now we're open about how much we hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. We fight constantly. <laughs> and now uh, we, the, the stories that we share on this podcast also just get progressively weirder and weirder yeah like we'll be like yeah we used to run at each other and punch each other in the stomach on the trampoline we lost your sister in disney world like yeah the lore is really building no it really is i'm just gonna start sprinkling in fake stories yeah i'm gonna make stuff up you don't know me (laughs) you never will know me all right are you ready to to be done with this episode it's been a week (laughs) okay um, I know no one listens to the end, and if you do, why? I mean, hi. I love the end of stuff like this, though, because people just joke off, joke around after. Yeah. Like, I, I've, um, like, YouTube videos and stuff, when it's, like, past the point of the video, and yeah. it's just all the jokes that got saved up through everything, and the nonsense is the best part sometimes. I enjoy it. I mean, I hope you enjoy our stories, but... It's fun to hear us chit-chat, maybe. Sometimes. If you we're know, talking about Homestuck, you can skip it. After the last episode went out when we talked about the TikTok comments, John, love him, messaged me and was like, you know, now that I think about it, I've never gotten a hate comment. And I was like, congratulations, they suck. <laughs> I love them. <sighs> anyway. I'm going to start leaving hate comments. I'm going to start leaving hate comments. I'm gonna be John's first hate comment. <laughs> Wait, let's go bully John. I'm gonna be like, I know what you did to that horse girl. <laughs> I know about your Batman fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, just make it painfully obvious that it's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna start talking about like really weird, like that time he almost overdosed on B or B12. Like, <laughs> did I tell you that story? No. We were at his house and we were playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> It was actually a system that John formulated himself because he's a genius. Um, we were playing that, and so we were all getting coffee to stay awake. And this one kid was like, "Nah, I got my B twelve vitamins. Those keep me awake." So we jokingly all started taking B twelve. <laughs> and John, being the funny little jokester that he is, took a handful of B twelve vitamins. And we start joking, like, "What happens if you take too much B twelve? Like, and somebody googled it." And he's, like, a, a relatively new friend, and he Googles what happens if you overdose on B12, and he's like, oh, it's fine, like, you're not diabetic. Oh, no. John's diabetic. 
everyone in the room froze. <laughs> John immediately starts spitting out B- B12 vitamins. What happens if I'm diabetic? Like, <laughs> no. He's fine. <laughs> I'd hope so since we're talking about him. It was the worst night of my life. That's so funny. Oh, it's fine. You're not diabetic. But what happens if you're B12 and I'm your diabetic and take too much B12? I don't remember. Like, I'm looking it up after. Okay. Anyway, leave iTunes reviews, nice TikTok comments, the whole nine yards. Goodbye. Yeah. This is a long episode. Have fun. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>